I'm so empty emotionally. <laughs> <laughs>
that's probably they're probably they must they probably some poor bastard probably a whole team of poor bastards probably just racks their brains. <laughs> there's there's lore masters and like all of that. Like I mean, think I mean you played you played Skyrim. I mean, there's a whole universe. It's got to make sense. It's got to be connected. Otherwise, people will call you out and be like, "What is this?" You know, yes. motherfuckers will show up at the HQ with pitchforks. Don't fuck around. <laughs> exactly. So know your stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. I it's it's funny because. I played the game so much, like, that's really all I do now. It's kind of like, yeah, I'll jump in and raid for a bit, or if I, you know, there's not really raiding going on, I'll just play something else. But one of those other games I have been playing is Age of Empires 2. So that is on console now. We've talked about it before. Like, I love the game. Um, a lot of it, so much of this really with the family, you know, like, my wife how long, will play. How long does a whole game take? Usually, like, an hour and a half to two hours. Really, that's very yeah. That's nice and nice and uh, bite sized by strategy game standards. Yeah, I mean, you could technically. I mean, you could really. I'm sure they have like a skirmish. Fucking. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I usually do skirmishes, so like we could really set up a treaty. So you have like an hour long treaty, so you have time to like really build up your civilization and wall it up, so you can't as easily attack each other. But at the same time, presumably you'd be building up a military as well. You know, so. I don't know. That Civ, game is Civ has that too. Civ has you know game setting options that are like fifty turns for, and they like rooted in some sort of story based reason or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll probably check check out Civ just to check it out once it comes to Xbox. I, I, we'll yeah, you still you still yeah you haven't even played. It. If it's cross platform, we should definitely play it. Civ is. I mean, I'm sure Age of Empires is too, but the I'm telling you, the turn based aspect of it is a very different and more calculated thing, and Player versus player with that level of like just strategy depth mm-hmm. on a turn based system is hardcore shit. It's fucking hard. And I, I haven't, you know, we used to, I, I've told, fucking talked about it before, but you know, when Tony first turned me on to Civ 2 when we were uh, early on playing head to head and stuff with that, like, you know, up late, like 4 a.m., up late at night playing fucking Civ over a modem. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not making that up. Uh, maybe we were, I don't know. But yeah, I'm a multiplayer on that is just, it's very hardcore. It's very hardcore. Yeah. Especially if you play each other a lot and you can kind of start to learn each other's tendencies and you are playing <laughs> off that, you know? And it's not just rando fucks on the internet or something. It's a, it's a different layer of, you know, it's fucking risk. It's like playing risk with your boys mm. and, and risk is a fucking a major undertaking. Risk is great. Yeah, I fucking hate risk is so, it's so it's too much. It's too much. What it takes too long. You can't play that. Does, there needs to be, and maybe there is, and I just haven't done the research. I'm sure there is, and I haven't done the research. But like, risk takes way too long. <laughs> so I, I will agree. I've definitely been in some several hour sessions, like with friends, but had a blast. You know, but we kind of knew, you know, for whatever reason, spouses were away that weekend. You know, whatever. Like we had the Make time it a to kind of it. Right. Oh yeah, but like I, I will say to that point. I enjoy risk on the Xbox because I can actually, you can get games in because of the way it's structured. Uh, you know, it's like, like the one I have. Is well, yeah, half the fucking problem is it takes forever to set up. Like, like yeah. the board game takes forever yeah. to set I'm up. I'm like, you yeah. could definitely get into like an hour, yeah. two hour matches, like in that version, you know. That's all those board games. I mean, I have a bunch of those board games that we like Robinson Caruso, Pandemic, some of the really good modern board games like mm-hmm. the impediment to playing them all the time is the thought of like you have to spend fucking 20 minutes 
of, of the <laughs> hour I want to spend, you know, doing this, just setting it up, and then the games are involved. But here it's automatic. It's like yeah. set it up right. auto. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So yeah, that's a nice aspect of it. But yeah, dude, yeah. if you love Risk, you will fucking love Civ. Is like Risk on steroids. <laughs> if you love Risk, yeah. Um, yeah, Civilization is Risk just with all the trimmings. You know that all, all the all the additional layer. I you know I guess maybe. The counter argument to that could be if you're a big risk fan, maybe you only enjoy the warfare component of that, you know, the world domination. And, you know, Civ is more multifaceted than that. You can hmm. approach it where that's your main focus, but you couldn't just neglect all the other socioeconomic, hmm. you know, layers of maintaining a fucking civilization. It wouldn't go well, I don't think. So, what are your? How are your feelings about Settlers of Catan? Have oh, you played I, that? It's familiar, but I can't. Is that a board game? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. I, I think we've looked at it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we played it. No, I don't think we played it though. Okay, never mind. I saw that there's like it's it's coming to Xbox, like, and it's going to be multi-platform. So I'm kind of like, oh, I've heard of it. I've heard that phrase before. So I know of it, which is its own. You know, credit to it must be something of note. But yeah, I don't. I can't. I don't think I played it. Yeah, I've only I've only played the board game, but I saw that I saw that in the store like as a pre-order and I was like, "Okay, I might have to check it out." So, anyway, but yeah, the the only other game that I'm actually playing uh right now is or I started playing is The Last of Us, right? So all this talk of the show. Did you start watching the show yet? No, cuz I, I don't have HBO. We canceled it. We canceled it like right before the show started. So, anyway, so considering I don't have HBO anymore, and I had the game. You Why know, do you keep saying that? Like it's like thing. it's just unobtainable, unobtainable now. Because <laughs> because of all. Okay, so all you could probably do another. You can sign there. up for a free treat, free preview for a month, and fucking just no. You know. They cut that out. I've ha- I've had it too. But I don't get a free <laughs> preview at this point. Like, <laughs> just, it's just a resubscribe. Yeah, no, I mean, there's to your, too many hip to your game. There's too many services out there. At one point, I was like, all right, we got to cut. Well, HBO is far and away the best one, so that's not the one to get rid of. I feel like we've had this discussion. Agree to disagree. But anyway, not having that, but having this game, you know, I figured this is the next best thing. And so far, so good. You know, I'm, I have the girl with me now and I'm supposed to be transporting her somewhere, which will no doubt end in me not being able to deliver her there to the aforementioned place and us being buddies in this post-apocalyptic life, you know. So I'm, I'm liking it so far. It's very cinematic and, and story driven. Oh, so God, we'll yeah, see what yeah. happens next. Yeah, stick, d- d- stick with it, dude. Don't let... Especially, I mean, like I said, I, this is a remastering, of course. Yeah, uh, obviously it's a decade old. The, you know, I said when I was trying to replay it, I got, you know, that was, if I had never played it, I wouldn't have had that. That was the thing I was replaying it. So the mystique of the story being told to you is lost in that, uh, at least to some degree, even though I don't remember it perfectly because it was so long ago. But that, yeah, the story is so fucking good, dude. Do not let any nuts and bolts bullshit get you off. And it's not even like, because the gameplay is not the important part of it, I think that also lends itself to, if you get stuck on some dumb shit, just look it up. Like, don't, that's the kind of game that it's not, you're not ruining your experience because it's not mystery, you know what I mean? You're on a straight narrative. It's it's a very it's it's not a you're not trying to find some fucking like with Subnautica looking stuff up was terrifying because the whole point of that game is the aimless unknown around you and trying to figure that out. So I was t- it's Outer Wild, same thing. But with mm-hmm. that, that is a very linear game. 
And if you're stuck on a plot point or a dumb, it's not even going to be a plot point. You're going to be stuck on a fucking, you're not, you're not going to be trying to find something. You're going to be trying to get through some dumb zombie thing or something. Like just look up a tip, watch a video and get back on track with the story because yeah, it is such an incredibly storytelling, uh, good storytelling job done by a game studio. It's so fucking good. Nice. Yeah, so cool. it, it definitely seems story driven. So and, yeah. and less combat based. Like I'm never like, oh, I got to struggle with this combat. Oh, you'll have some. There's some of that clicker shit where you got to fucking because you got to shank him and stay quiet or 85 clickers come. Mm. There's some parts or you, or you. I remember like there's things where you got to like throw a brick and distract him and shit and like some of that stuff is not. Uh, again, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't get far in the remaster, so maybe it's a little more polished and a little more streamlined. But there were definitely, I remember on the PS3 playthrough, there were like, there's some dumb shit where it's just like, oh, you got to make this noise over there, and like, that's so imprecise. And then, you know, it's just that you're, you're on that, it was on, like, the, it just was not perfect control wise by any length. Uh, you're doing a lot of pushing shit and like, eh, fucking mm. move a fucking dumpster up against something and climb up. You know, it's just yeah. a lot of, a lot of like really. Like that's like I said, that's not even close to the strong suit of the game. Uh, nor do I think they tried to make it so. So don't worry about circumventing that part of it. Just experience the story. Yeah, man, that is that's pretty much it. Um, I've been really other otherwise just kind of dabbling in games here and there. Nothing, nothing really to talk about. But same on my end, um, doing this thing, which never really lends itself to doing a ton of gaming. But uh, before I left, I was. Before I came out here, I was Amy and I were getting in nightly Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition okay. on my, on my yeah, Caveman nice. Gaming Machine Xbox. Hasn't <laughs> broken on us yet, so that's good. So I think we'll see that through. And then, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the fact that there's a whole second one that, I, I like I said, I wasn't sure which one we played, but the further we get into this, this is absolutely the one we played. So there's a whole sequel to look forward to after this, too. So this is going to be a, a major long-term undertaking because we will definitely see these through. Again, as long as they don't break on us. I, I will say, once you get to the second one, I'm going to have to jump in some multiplayer and kind of play with you guys because okay. that one that one is the one me and Corny play, and that one's fun. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. So, yeah, is because, yeah, the first one, I don't think... I mean, I know it does have net play kind of stuff but you can't have it's only two people i think on the first one because you get you get a companion your party becomes four people but they're just like npcs that you can Mm. kind of control but i also haven't tried to play online so i don't know if that's yeah this the second one is definitely because we played me and courtney played like on our separate xboxes with Uh, another couple in texas and it was perfect you couldn't play in the same xbox that would do that uh, wait, were we playing on the same? I'm not sure. I, yeah. I can't remember, honestly. I'm, I'm sure you can. I, I, I don't remember. We just all had our own separate ones, right. so it was kind of easy. Word. Well, yeah, look forward. That would be dope, for sure. Yeah, it's such a... It's so, you know, so involved. It's just... It's, it's, it's so cool how it doesn't force you to stay together. You know what I mean? You can go off and do your mm-hmm. own shit if you want to. And it's productive and there's reason for it. And there's even things that require it where you kind of need to separate and be distracting someone else or that, you know, the dumb theater thing, which we blew the quest this time around, but there's that dumb theater thing in the opening, which you didn't play this one, so it means nothing. But there's like, in the in the first town you're in, there's like this whole theater quest like a actual multi-theater like the whole the, the 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 theater company of the town the entertainment for the town has these has 
three stages and there's something going on with these two warring entertainers uh, a magician or something and some other dude who used to be the hot shit but isn't anymore and there's <laughs> and and the the magician is paying a heckler to or a a hype man to like attract people to his show and ignore the other one you know and like there's this whole thing going on with it and that's very like you have to separate and kind of uh, like you need to distract uh, okay. you you're trying to you're literally trying to steal the this disembodied head that the magician has <laughs> in his act but the the head it's just a head so it can't go anywhere but it it ha- it wants to escape and it like lets you know that it's cool. It's a, it's a cool thing. And, and someone needs to be doing something. I can't remember what it is. Like, so we failed this time, so it doesn't matter. At least that way, we're eventually going to... We want. We definitely want to get that head, but it's not. we didn't do it the way we were... The easiest way. Um, but yeah, if someone needs to, like, make that... The magician fuck off so he's not on stage so you can steal the fucking head or get the head or bring the head... You know what I mean? So there's a lot of shit like that where it's just... Yeah, it's just very, very, very detailed and involved. And, and like, maybe that's the only criticism I would have of it is that... There are times, kind of like Pillars of Eternity, which is also another great game, highly revered like this, that's in the same vein of kind of like, they're trying to emulate Dungeons and Dragons, so sometimes they just go a little too far. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's just too much talking, too much story, not enough, I don't know, progress or whatever. It's it's a little too much, mm-hmm. too many layers at times. But that's, you know, that's a very small uh, criticism. So there's that. I was playing that. And then the... It's not playing a game, I guess, but it's going to be playing a game eventually. I backed Beyond Shadowgate, which is the same developers that did the Shadowgate VR game that I played last year. Yeah, for so the, for what the, is for this the then? Is, is this so not this is, this No, this is a legitimate, not, not just a spiritual successor. They have the IP, obviously. So this is a legitimate successor sequel to... The original Shadowgate on NES. So this is an 8-bit style game design. But, and they, I've actually posted the the graphic they did on on the Facebook page yeah. of, they, they do a, a side-by-side comparison of like the... The number of screens and in, of NPCs and yada yada yada, like the, how much bigger of a game it is, basically, than the original. Uh, how many puzzles, whatever, all the all the different, you know moving parts of a shadow game. But it's in the same exact style, that like windowed list on the side, all the actions down below kind of thing. They do explain that it's going to be, of course, more... Uh, the, the the quality of life of, of the gameplay is going to be better, of course, because it's modernized. Yeah. But as far as the actual UI looks and appears and feels, it's going to be very much like the original uh, Shadowgate on NES or any of the early, you know. NES is the one I played, but it certainly came from uh, predecessors as well. It's going to be released on Steam. I did the the $100 max tier, and it comes with a ton of cool feelies that you get. You get a cloth map, a 35th anniversary collector's box. You get this coin, a glow-in-the-dark cart version. Like the, in, in, They don't say NES <laughs> cart, you know? Yeah. They don't say NES cart, but I'm assuming that's just so they don't get sued by Nintendo. You know, it looks like... I think it's going to look like an NES cart, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, the... Um, the, their original it was pretty funny it's it's I, when I saw this I was like oh, why is it only that amount the 25k was their original goal and I was like that's gonna they're gonna fucking blow by that and dude an hour into it 
they were, and I, you know, I had like, I saw this a few days before they launched and I was like, oh yeah, fucking I'm in. No, obviously. <laughs> so I literally like, you know, I don't do this very often. I had Kickstarter set me, set a notification to email me the second it goes live. The second it went live, I went and, I went and bought the max tier. And wow. that was like, that was like an, oh, not the second, like an hour into it, 45 minutes or something into the campaign, like noon, whatever day it was last Thursday or something. And the, they were at 13K less than an hour into it. So I was like, well, they're obviously going to hit it. And then later on, I saw them do a post about it. And uh, at the four-hour mark, they had hit their 25K uh, benchmark. Wow. So it's fully funded. It's definitely happening. And like they, I mean, it's blown by that. They have a bunch of stretch goals and stuff they're doing now. They're probably going to make a fucking galleon full, uh, galleon load of, of dough on this. So the... Um, there'll probably be a lot of cool shit that they're going to do with it, I think, as far as just, you know, like the stretch goals are like, you know, different. They were like, they were saying they were going to do, I don't know if you've clocked this yet because we haven't gotten to them in our mags. I've certainly talked about them, but I'm sure I talk about a lot of shit that just flies by. The They also, some of those other games they did, Deja Vu, which was like a noir cop story. Uh, mm-hmm. and then uninvited was like a, uh, another kind of horror themed one all in that same kind of UI that they released. They're going to do, I forget the exact wording of it, but they're going to do like mini games or something or like, no, I think it's like, D, uh, bonus DLC kind of, it's just going to be like an add on to the steam release where you can oh, play, really? I think you can play like a level or like some sort of something from those story worlds are going to be added on to this Shadowgate release, you know, which if, again, if you've played those games, like Deja Vu in particular, Uninvited was very late NES and I never, I didn't play it uh, as a kid, but Deja Vu was one I played that, well, there's a Nintendo Power piece coming up in a very, very near issue and it's fucking, it was very, very cool and I definitely rented it and definitely was totally stumped on it, <laughs> but it was a very, very cool story for sure. Uh, so that'll, that'll be a cool little bonus thing they're doing as well. But yeah, fucking, I mean, I, you know, links in the show notes if you want to get in on it, of course, and I, it just, everything about it looks like they're just doing a fantastic job. And I said, you know, this company, Z- Zojoy is the name, Z-O-J-O-I. They, I can't believe, I, you know, again, that they were trying to do a $25, $25,000 Kickstarter. And even Shadowgate VR had kind of this very indie, it would, did not feel triple A in a lot of the things they did in a positive way. Like in the game, they, it did not take itself too seriously, even though it did a good job of honoring the IP. But my point is kind of like, I can't believe this kind of seemingly very small company was able to acquire this IP and just be able to go willy-nilly with it like they are. You know what I mean? I feel like it's more valuable. And I think the Kickstarter success demonstrates that. So whoever the fuck had the rights that they got it from for whatever chump change amount that this seemingly small company could have got it from really fucked up. (laughs) You know? All I... The only thing that's gone through my mind since you started talking was like, what IP can we get the rights to? (laughs) We need to start, yeah, exactly. Study, session, go. Right, yeah. (laughs) Fucking A, man. Yeah, no, uh, well, Zoom is the starter pack, Jay. We already have that. We just need to get rolling on it. Zoom and (laughs) VR is our starter pack to this. Zoom, whoever has the rights to Zoom is probably even more accessible cost-wise than whatever Shadowgate is. And Mm. obviously you have the the, the difficulty is R&D, but that's what I mean. So many of these VR games 
And that's what I'm telling you. Like the, you, I don't, you haven't played the Shadow Gate. I, you got, you should get it for for Quest Dude. It's cool. And it's not like you know, it won't take you forever. It's not like a wild undertaking or anything. But it has this like. Uh, probably only a few people made this game, you know, and so many of those VR games are like that. That's how Walkabout started as just one dude, I'm pretty sure, or one or two dudes. You know, all these these VR games, because at least all these VR games that are in, in the Quest realm are visually not cumbersome. So, and I think that's where I don't. I, this is fucking absolute pure conjecture. I don't know shit about developing for VR as much as I would love to know more and love to be involved in it. The I don't think it's labor intensive because the gra- I think the graphic side of these games, these VR games mm-hmm. or any video game built in these Unity or whatever engines, I think that's the labor intensive part. Like I, t- to my understanding, these game engines have all the tools to make the workflow of just the game processes by game development standards pretty uh, resistance-free, you know, uh, again, by game development standards. I think where the real labor comes in that these AAA titles have to dump so much money into is the graphical assets, or the graphic assets, designing those, making them perfect, and, and making everything this really smooth, perfect, lifelike experience visually. I think that's where a lot of the labor probably goes. And these mm-hmm. VR games don't require that, you know, and and uh, or these Quest VR games don't require that. And I think I don't think the development. Not we shouldn't be brainstorming about our fucking business shit on the. <laughs> I know. This is not this is not productive podcasting. Both from getting to the end of this podcast recording and. Our business venture, if we do, if we if we choose to undertake it, but you know, I think yeah, I think making something like that happen is only like finding a, a developer or two, human beings wise, like the team that has to be assembled beyond just the idea and the IP and the business and obviously the financing is just getting a dude or two who knows how to do this shit. And I think you can really at least get to a working beta to demonstrate product viability and then. Raising the financing beyond that gets much easier. You know what I mean? So that's my pitch, Jay. Uh, welcome to my TED Talk on starting a <laughs> VR uh, development studio. Exactly. <laughs> and, and dude, that plays right into the idea of having to stop going to Microsoft and or Atlanta to make movies. Hey, it all ties together. Hey, all, <laughs> these, things, all these things can stop if we do Zoom VR. It's that simple. That's the key to happiness. Zoom VR. <laughs> Anyhow, the, so that's that's a cool thing I'm looking forward to, even though I can't play it yet. And the only other thing, again, with very little time, uh, I've had a few opportunities to dive into Demio games here, uh, uh, of course, late at night once I get fucking home. And, dude, they did, so the they did, they released the PSVR 2. I saw the announcement, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they released it the other day, and it's, it's caused some a little bit of buggy shit. That's a little frustrating when I played it a couple nights ago. Last night I played it, it was fine. But anyways, they and I had they I there was I didn't at least I didn't see it. I think I see all the demo shit. I follow them all. I, I'm fucking you know I I interact with them enough that the algorithms feed them to me in a prioritized way. I feel, <laughs> uh, but I did not see anything about this. They did a remastering of so many of the figurines. I would say probably spitballing a percentage over half. Maybe sixty percent of the figurines. Really, and I'm pretty sure the heroes got a little bit of a polish too. It's not so visually, it's not such a stark visual difference. But the enemies, yeah, I would say sixty percent of them are completely different looking and way cooler, dude. Way really? more, way more polished, way less polygonal, way and way cooler looking. Like like the 
like I said, the artistic, the underlying artistic design behind them, not just a better, more polished look. Like they've re- mm. from the ground up have redesigned them in a more adult-like way, a more mature and impose or intimidating. Not intimidating. What's the word? Uh, uh, scary, I guess. You know, like they're, they're, they look less ch- ch- kitty. It's like a less oh. kitty game now. It's more. It feels like a more serious uh, idea behind the design. So yeah, like the scab rat. I posted the scab rat the other night. Uh, the Brookmere, one of the one of the it, that's the big horse fucker in the Roots of Evil, the forest one. Mm. Looks, it's dude. It's like so different looking and so much fucking. Ah, uh, it's it's. Fucking genuinely creepy, creepy looking. The archer, the the elven, or I think they're elven. Yeah, the elven archer and skirmisher. The yeah. like the the bigger archer has like fucking looks awesome. Now same with skirmisher. They look way fucking more. They do not. Yeah, it's way cool redesign. They don't those. look like piss ants anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the peons, the cultists that the yeah. uh, elven mages or priests or whatever make are like. They kind of look like zombies now. They're less. They're definitely less. They definitely look. They don't look like idiots anymore. They, they they used to be, kind of have just like this peon look to them, you know. And yeah. like no, they look like uh, they're still, you know, the weakest enemy in the game, but they look cooler. The rats and the rats' nests are way fucking more wicked looking. The rat king, the, the rat king had yeah, the rat king had a little bit of a redesign to him. I played that the other night. Uh, barely beat it because of some of the glitches actually that the fucking. The PSVR 2, I think, uh, huh. introduction uh, brought to the game. It was skipping turns from our thing constantly. Like, really? One or two people from our party would just get a turn skipped, which is like soul crushing because you, so yeah. much of that, so much of that game is like, okay, you're going to do this, I'm going to do this, that. Those things work in simpatico, and you know, to just have like, oh, we're just skipping that fucking part of the plan. Like, holy fuck, <laughs> you know, especially against the, the rat- whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Especially against the Rat King, because the Rat King is far and away the hardest boss and dungeon. You know, so yeah, it was. I was like, but then, like, me and one of the other dudes that were in that game were like, I was, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. I, I can't believe how emotionally invested I get in, in anything really uh, video game wise the fact that I care about any video game outcome is insane but yeah I'll get in there I was, I was like what the fuck man <laughs> like <laughs> like getting ready to start live tweeting at Amber like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> like they're introducing a whole new that's kind of the thing too one thing I would say I was thinking of last night when I was playing and I eventually found a good game that was all high level players that were I think, I think they were all quest players Opening the door to Steam and PSVR 2 now is even more of this, I think. Opens the door to a different kind of player. The user base for the Quest is a very specific thing. I think it's generally a more mature user base. I think it's a generally older user base. And I also think... It's just, you know, PSVR is just, it's, there's a lot of kids, there's a lot of dickheads. It's, it's just a more accessible and I think broadly changes the demographic of the player of the game. And there's almost like a, with the quest, especially before those things happened and you had kind of this advanced ecosystem of quest to demio players, there was like a code to the behavior in there, you know, the the way people understood how it all worked and like you behaved a certain way. You don't have people just kind of coming and going. I will they- say, I will say to your point. Yeah. Every time I've been in a demio game, it's always been like 
I never had a problem with anybody coming into the chat. And it was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. No, Any but, other game, I'm like questioning, all right, who's on the mic? Right. I will exactly. say, yep, there's a definite yep. difference. Yep. Yep. And, and, and like I said, PSVR 2 uh, amplifies this even more so because that's obviously more kid accessible than Quest 2 is, you know. So you get a lot. I, I've noticed since the Steam and PSVR 2, I saw it a lot in the first few games that I was just literally going in and out of myself because I go in and I can immediately tell I don't want to be here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get, I feel like you're getting, there's more of that now. That there's more people just like popping in, popping out, or they'll just leave and, you know, more with, with, with no warning. And like maybe that, maybe that's technical base too and not uh, intent, but it's just, it, it's creating, I think, a, a more, the thing I hate about multiplayer gaming. The, the, they, I think they need, I guess what I'm getting at here is they need to, if they're going to have, if they're going to keep opening up, widening the net on who can play. They need to be able to, they, they need to employ filters that allow you as the individual player to choose to have better, more agency over the ecosystem that you're going to be per- personally participating in. You know, yeah. uh, you need to be able to zero in on the kind of player you want to be in a open mic room with. You know what so I like mean? So you can click like over 21, like 21 over, only, over 21, yeah. only, only I, I personally would like to, to cut out PSVR and steam. You know, I would like to just keep it on quest players, to, you know, and maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's too exclusionary. I don't know, but like the, yeah, I want, I need to, if you're going to let all these new, this influx happen, I think some time and effort needs to be given to walkabout has this problem too. I've said before, like it's complete. There's no, and that's you were just randomly picked up, uh, paired with one individual person on that quick match, and like that could be anyone, you know. And it's just, it's just like you get paired. I've had, I've been paired with kids before, and actually had enjoyed myself. Like it was a kid who, even even small, tiny kids, sometimes like clearly very young kids. I've gotten into games and like I'm on pins and needles, like how I'm gonna leave, How's and then like <laughs> yeah, and, and, you, and you get into it, and like they're they're cool, you know. They it's it you can have it's not entirely impossible to have a good experience with a young child in VR but generally speaking you know it's like fucking getting put in a room with a fucking gremlin it's like <laughs> they're like fucking just buzzing around and like doing you know there's just like they're fucking I don't you know I don't want to have that experience uh, while I'm playing VR I want to have a fucking conversation if I'm going to have a conversation at all I want to at least be able to you know enjoy it so you know, yeah, if you're, if you're going to keep – and Walkabout is doing the same thing. They're also opening they, – they're coming out on PSVR too. So the same problem is going sense. to – makes sense, yeah. Right. That's yeah, no, from business sense. perspective, I, I understand. Like, I get it. But if you're going to do that, you need to give me, especially the person who's been with you that got you to this fucking this, – or the kind of person that's got you to the ability to be able to release on all these platforms, you need to give me the option to be able to refine my experience, you know. And I think mm. that's an important thing that these Quest 2 – developers that are doing really well because of their foundational start on quest i think they need to be careful about turning off that part of their fucking user base that's so on their team right now with a a a reduced experience because of profits (laughs) you know so so yeah that's a cool ass thing though The, the they and they also part of this update they added achievements which 
normally, but like it's, they actually, I've noticed I'm up to 16% of 38 total of them from the past couple of nights. And I've noticed there's some time and effort put into these. They're not just like, Oh, they, they do have the one. Oh, you beat the elven queen. You get a fucking achievement. Sure. Right. But I've noticed some class specific ones that are actually kind of like, they put some thought into it, you know, and that I appreciate that. There's why I got one last night for going a whole dungeon level without using the stealth feature of the assassin, oh. which is, that's obviously, you got to, definitely plan right 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 well i actually didn't because here's the qualifier here's the qualifier it was the boss level of the baby nut starter dungeon the black sarcophagus which Ah. we saw the elven queen and i just annihilated her which is you know it's easily the easiest boss so there was no reason to stealth so you know i would maybe qualify further qualify by say they maybe should put some fucking more like it shouldn't that achievement probably shouldn't be applicable for that situation it should be if i don't stealth for an entire normal dungeon level not an easy boss level but Whatever. The the fact that they're putting class-specific ones that actually, you know, require you to play outside your normal box or whatever is kind of cool. So that's one little uh, additional thing that is in there. And then the last thing I would say is I am religiously hammering on Jab now, dude, about this game. Every day I'm fucking with him about it. I'm sending him gameplay screenshots and each text. And dude, he's like, it's actually, he, he's getting pissed off, dude. He, like, he actually sent me a text like, oh my, like I said it like two nights ago. Yeah, I sent him some shit. He replies like, oh, this is the exact text. OMG, please shut up. <laughs> exactly. So either he's going to block me or he's going, or he's going to break and download Demio. And either way, Jay, I win. <laughs> Stage one, one Dillius Hill theme, bringing us into this overview. I'm kind of excited about this, talking about this game, Jay, more so than usual, I think. And it's hard for me to like put my finger on, to be sure about putting my finger on a certain variable, because like I, you know, I'm also out of pocket here, like playing on this fucking handheld emulator. Not, you know, like there's so much about it that's not the normal game experience, so I'm hesitant to think this is such a weird fucking experience and game. And it's not just because I'm doing it weird, you know, but it felt <laughs> like a really crazy game. <laughs> it, there, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, to start with the story here, this is from the manual is where I'm getting this synopsis set up. Reads, as the god of the sun and goddess of the moon, Apollo and Artemis were created to rule the world of light together forever but now apollo's brilliance is piteously dimmed even more frightening he is stupendously angry as only a mighty god can be his beautiful love artemis has been snatched away in a jealous rage by the beast god typhon ruler of darkness apollo swears to rescue his goddess he vows to withstand hordes monsters and catastrophes or perish he gasps or grasps his sword of light and leaps on pegasus his winged charger up into the sky they bound but to where where is artemis then a voice distinct clear mysterious comes to apollo my love i am in typhon's temple a wretched captive turned to stone only my heart can cry for you turned to stone that is crazy to clock actually 
We got well have to talk about that. Only my heart can cry for you. Until you save me, my life has ended. You must face horrendous wretches and terrifying creatures all waiting to hear you tear you apart. And in the temples lurk evils of incredible power. But you must come, Phileos. The sword of light is here. Restore its powers with your courage and save me. And that is just... They use a lot of good language that uh, counteracts it a little, but... It's essentially the most boring story setup in history. <laughs> bad guy, bad guy has me in bad guy temple. From girl, man, come save. <laughs> come save the princess, woman, wife, daughter, right. maiden. Right, 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 right. And and in what format of game do we get to that end point of of lore, Jay? One of my favorite, the vertical scrolling flying shooter. And, of course. And my least favorite. It was <laughs> usually, I don't know, there are worse things, I guess, sometimes. But the release hit in North America sometime in October 1990 after a Japanese release a few months prior in July. And the cabinet started flickering into arcades back in 88. So that's the timeline of releases for it. The cover art, uh, we haven't seen much that wasn't published by Sega of America so far in the Genesis. And those are all usual that usual black thatch motif. But Namco is coming at us here with a, a real humdinger, I think. There's no thatch whatsoever. They have a teal background border deal going on across the full wraparound of it. And the front is a great-looking illustration of Apollo riding up to a Greek temple on the back of Pegasus, sword drawn. There are three dragons and a skeletal lich-looking motherfucker coming out of some flames above the temple. And Artemis is scantily clad and distressed on the front steps of the temple. The title treatment is up above above the picture. The Filio sword that we'll talk about a bunch is stuck down into it and are into and through the S at the end. And the Pegasus is on its hind legs next to that S. So that's the the title treatment. And then the back cover has just one screenshot and some small pixel art renditions of four characters, Apollo, Artemis, Medusa, and Ladon, which is the fire-breathing dragon. And the screenshot is of Apollo fighting the three dragons, and it's really showing off the unique HUD and beautiful BG imagery of the ground down below the clouds, which is smart marketing design, I think, or smart marketing choices, rather. Those are definitely strong assets of the game here. And we have unique from the manual copy here on the back too, and it starts with a bold, find the sword of Phileos. The gods are at war. Apollo, the sun deity, must move heaven, earth, and the underworld to rescue Artemis, goddess of the moon. She's been taken by Typhon, ruler of the darkness. Galloping on Pegasus, his winged horse, Apollo slashes his way towards Artemis with the sword of light. Battle through seven levels of monster-infested worlds. Grab extra powers from the gods' messengers to aid your quest. Then face your nemesis, terrible, taunting Typhon. Getting into a little alliteration there to rescue Artemis or perish. And I thought gods couldn't die, Jay. Um, dude, have you read Greek lore? Of course. They, no, it bores me. I said that. I said that already. <laughs> okay, well, then I stand corrected. Fine. The, the the manual, which is in the show notes, is well. First things first. The the manual scan I worked from on or off of digitalpress.com had. Right on the front inside cover, below the table of contents, some child scrawling of what I immediately knew was a code of some kind. And I knew this because I grew up in the NES era, and I'm a fucking soldier, Jay. It read (laughs) CABA, CABA, at three credits. And I didn't know what that meant, but I fully intended 
sure as shit to find out. And I actually, I don't, I don't, I wasn't able, I don't know. I didn't look, I guess I could have Googled further, but I was not able to, in all my video game, retro, retro gaming experience, employ this. Like, I don't know what it means or where to do it. And I thought it would come to me when I, when I first saw this in the manual <laughs> or in this iteration of the manual, I should say, but I did not. Well, I, I will say that is not a listed game genie code that I'm familiar with. Yeah. So. Well, it's not, no, of course it wouldn't. I mean, those are, those are Genesis buttons. C-A-B-A is Genesis buttons. So that's, it's, it's a button sequence of some kind, I think. It does seem like that, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, because the Game Genie codes are also 4 and 4, I was like, oh, it could right, be yeah. a Game Genie code, but it, it, fair, it's yeah. not one of the ones listed yeah. here, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, maybe I, it is I, a button sequence. Yeah, I... What I, does that mean? Did yeah, you, so we, you, didn't, yeah, you weren't able to employ, like, get a door? I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't able to find, find the home for it, but I do feel that we will discuss circumventions of game code uh, before the end of this manual. So we'll get we'll get into this more later, even if not with this specific code, I feel. The manual is 20 pages, color cover, and black and white innards. Page four, serves, sure as the sun rises, they tell you to watch the demos. First three stages are in there for hints on surviving. That's the exact verbiage they use in them. It is also explained here that they cap how far you can go in the game if you play on the novice difficulty level. So I hope you picked advanced, Jay. Did you? Look, I'm looking at you. <laughs> That's bad podcasting, Jay. Motherfuckers can't hear that on the goddamn yeah. thing. <laughs> That's a negative Ghost Rider. I, well, I you know, Jay, I, I have mentioned to read the manual before. That's come out of so, my mouth on this podcast. So this is what happened. <laughs> so, so what happened was... Um, so the first time we played this game, which was just for, you know, going through the last, uh, Sega Visions or Game Pro, whatnot, what Sega Vision. you know, yeah, going through that, I just played novice cause it was like, I didn't care, whatever. I was just trying it out. But because I had actually gotten to like stage two, I didn't remember that, but I had saved my game cause I was like, oh, I'm having fun. So when we started podcasting, I never went back and looked at that. Until I got to stage four and realized... What does it do? What does it, what does it do? It's just like, oh, fuck yourself. Is that what it says? Is that what they put on the screen? Hey, so, idiot. I'm like, did I Fucking die in a ditch for picking beginner. <laughs> Dude, it, it basically... I don't I don't know if I saved it, but it was basically like, oh, you've, you've done a great job. Unfortunately, like, this is the end of your journey. I'm still stuck with Typhon. You got to start over on. Oh, it's Artemis saying to it to you. So Artemis is talking shit to you. That's great. That's yeah. so good. You can role oh, play the shit out of that. Like that, dude. your girlfriend or your wife or whatever she's supposed to be is just like just ripping him a new asshole. Like you bitch, you should have asked for directions. You dumb fuck. <laughs> I was so upset because of how hard it got me to level four. I was like, I was oh, bored. that's so good, dude. That's so good. Well, Jay, you know, on top of. You should always read the manual. Right there on the screen when you're picking the fucking level, it tells you 1 to 4 or 1 to 7. Well, like, I see that now. <laughs> well, fucking pay attention. Read fucking open your eyes and pay attention. <laughs> That's yeah, so I, good, though. Yeah, I love that I, it's I, I definitely learned that, and I was I like, oh, my song. gosh, what? Like, oh, so my God. I think, I think what happened was, and we'll get to it, but, like, as I was looking at codes to see what would happen, because I was like, all right, I got to employ Game Genie codes at this point. 
I was noticing, like I got to a screen, but again, since I hadn't started the game from the beginning over again like that, I wasn't sure if that was there before, but it said, it, you know, it, it gave me. Oh, I didn't, so I, I, didn't like, I didn't. And so you picked up your saved game from playing. I didn't, sorry, I missed that. So yeah. oh, that, that, that's, that's great that you just forgot that you did that. Okay. Yeah. That's, so that's, a, that's a little through. less, <laughs> not incriminating, but it's a, it's a little less uh, bed shitty, I suppose. No. <laughs> if I was starting over, like, yeah, I'd see that and be like, okay, that's yeah, clearly yeah, what I got to yeah. do. Oh, yeah, I missed that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Still should read the manual. But. <laughs> they basically said, you've cleared the novice course. Great. <laughs> okay, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's very, I think it's incredibly to Namco's credit that this is included on screen because I mean, oh. the, the reason this is so funny and we're talking about it right now is because there have been plenty of games that did not. So, you know, it's in the yeah. manual, sure, but as we have uh, are all too aware, not everyone reads those. Pages eight and nine are a power up pickup breakdown. Love these. It's the, They first explain that the pickups come from golden owls, but to beware as untamed owls are malicious. And that sounds like a cool feature. They have to watch what you're going after when it comes to power-ups, but there's certainly risk of that being a huge pain in the ass, too. And I mean, In practice, I would say it's not. They are very benign. They fly back and forth if they get close enough. If they come far enough down the screen to get close to you, or two, one of two things. Either you're flying too close to the top of the screen, and that's bad flying shmup uh, practice. <laughs> yes. Or or two, you're really bad at the game if you're letting them float down far enough to get to you. So yeah. really, they're but they can't hurt you if you if they do hit you. They they hurt you like anything else. So you have to shoot them to turn them into pickups first. And they talk about the so these are the different uh, things you can pick up. There's the option. You gain another sword in this case, which appears as a diamond of light. You can get up to two of these simultaneously. And they, they're they essentially just little, not essentially. i got to stop saying that. I say that too much. I've noticed when I'm editing podcast, not essentially. <laughs> they are the, <laughs> they're little diamonds on, and it's, it's cool because they're not, they're not, they start, I guess, maybe on each side of your sword. But as you move, they kind of like trail you. They so, shift. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So if you if you move to the right, they'll both move to the right. Or sorry, if you move to the left, they the both the diamonds will move to the right of your sword, and the projectiles come directly from them. So you leave a trail of of vertical fire as you move left to right. You know, you kind of it's almost like. Acid trails <laughs> is, yeah. is, is a good thing, a good way well, to do it. But that's helpful because you yeah. layer that into your Right, exactly. Plan. So, yeah, but the point being that, yeah, it is dependable. And that is critical for in-the-moment shmup strategy, you know. Yeah. So that that is a very cool thing, I think, and a, and a good implementation of a power-up. There is also the speed up, and this increases your flight speed. I would say there are maybe... <laughs> there are some drawbacks there from... Well, I mean, any shmup, yeah. It's like Dino Ricky is what I was thinking of. Like, what do you mean? I don't need to be this fast. This is a problem. <laughs> uh, I, I would never say it's too... I don't think... I, I don't ever feel like it got too fast for me, yeah. uh, for my preference. But I'm just simply saying, like, how many steps would you say? Is it just the two? Because you often get them in pairs. Is it just yeah. you think the two and that's max? It's hard. There's obviously, I there's think no, so, because no I don't think there was any time that I was really, like, out of control. You know, there was maybe... Maybe, I don't know, I take that back. Maybe there was once early on when it felt like 
I got like four sequentially and I was kind of like, whoa, this is fast. But I still didn't feel out of control like on some other games where it's like I, I want to lose one of these immediately kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and they do have, you know, they they impose bottleneck. Uh, mm-hmm. Bottlenecks. Situations. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I'm worried on, on, the, on the levels. So there's times where if you're really flying around it would mm-hmm. you know that's not optimal but i would say the speed of the enemies almost always re- generally almost always requires for you to be at peak efficiency anyways to be maxed out on speed and that is more important i think than any environmental stuff that you would, yeah. might be hoping to avoid by being less fast so i think it nets out to a positive at all times for the most part there's also the beam, and this is you're firing a deadly sweeping beam for a short time, and this kind of looks like a sickle almost, and it's yeah. kind of wide, and yeah, this I mean it only lasts for 20 seconds, and it is just killer, yeah, annihilate. You don't get it. I, I kind of it's almost a bummer how infrequently you get it. Or I, I got it like twice. It. I yeah, feel like, like in the first level, and I think maybe one other time, and and yeah, that, yeah, it it should have been. I understand that it's devastating, but that's like a tease. It's like right. shows up at the beginning, and then right. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's from. It's also, I'm maybe how often am I gonna? I did not. I have zero. I've Dino Ricky written zero times in my notes. How many times am I gonna bring up Dino Ricky? That's bad that I've already brought it up twice. But, <laughs> no, it's a great. Yeah, game. but it's almost it's like the the max power up in Dino Ricky, like the turning yourself into the, the super Ricky or whatever. Yeah, the, you know the fucking. You never found. I never found it, <laughs> which is fucked up. Like that's the coolest thing in the game. Supposedly, I should be able to enjoy it uh, at least a. Satisfying number of times. There's also the homing, and this is your. your it kind of shoots these things out at a 45 degree angle that kind of just fly around and home in on on things flying around. So that's kind of cool. And then we have a cross, and this is ricocheting bullets stream from your sword and bounce off obstacles to hit targets. So this is kind of uh, as opposed to directly homing, they just mm-hmm. aimlessly bounce all over the place and hopefully are hitting shit. And then there's also one-ups, of course. So that's the the pickup range. On page 10, they get into the life system, and they explain that you start with three units of life and get another... Or sorry, the you, get, you start with three lives. You also start with three HP, I think. <laughs> but you get three actual credits lives, which is how they... That's, that's worth noting, too. They call them in the game credits, and that's a very arcade holdover thing you know to call lives credits is essentially how many quarters not essentially god damn it it's how many quarters you have <laughs> or how many quarters you put in the machine is what yes. it means but there's no quarters this is a Sega Genesis so you start with three you get another every 20,000 points on novice and every 50,000 points on advance as far as the points on top of what when you can actually pick them up from the owls Page 11 says three continues. You get three of those. And then pages 12 to 14 have level breakdowns with descriptions. We'll read those as we go, or Jay will read those as we go. And then we have hints on page 15. And there are three bullet points equating to get good, which so many shmups use as their hints. Uh, But the last is, is pretty useful info for this specific game, I think. 
reads, In chapter 7, find seven fragments of Philios to restore the Shattered Sword. A letter is written on each fragment. When you gather them, they all spell Philios. And you could easily miss that playing the game without this info prior. At least I, it will, I, I'm saying in my expectancy. Once I get in there, we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it would be very difficult to miss it in, in practice. I agree. But when I was reading this, I was like, oh, that's, pro- that's very useful information. Like if it's, you know... I expected them to, I guess the point being, and the spoiler, the, I expected them to be harder to find. That you could miss them, and gotcha. that's not the case. <laughs> that was, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, yeah. it's right there for you to grab. Right, yeah. If you, I, yeah. If you get, and I don't know if it loops or what, because of course, how the fuck could you miss them? But yeah, yeah, it would be a, well, I don't know. I actually, we'll talk about that when we get there. There is something that is mildly complicating about it that um, at least introduces the possibility, I suppose. Especially when taking into account how I anticipate we both played the level, the seventh level. Intermission to Dupont's theme. Getting us into our actual playthrough of Philios on the Sega Genesis. We start on a with the title screen sequence. You get that Sega card you always get, then an unsettling tune called Opening Opposition to Dupont's rips in as we cut to black for some yellow text. Once upon a time when Pegasus was flying with the Princess Artemis, she was seized by Typhon. Have they told us that they were flying together when it happened? That he was taken. Yeah, I don't don't think so. That she was taken from right underneath his nose is an interesting uh, plot point. This copy quickly scrolls up to reveal a wicked silhouette shot of Typhon, periodically lit up by lightning in the dark sky behind them. That was the shot that was behind me in the last segment. You can see some bat silhouettes up here, uh, up in the sky too. And his red eyes are always seen through, even in the moments where the rest of the screen is in blackout. And it's it's a very cool. Threatening image of your chief (laughs) adversary. So good job with the art there. Cut from that to some also gorgeous black and white pixel art of Artemis behind bars. Her hands shackled up above her head with a flame. uh, Not sky scones written here. That's wrong. (laughs) With a flame sconces on each side of the cell bars. (laughs) (laughs) And some more story copy types in up top this image. She is in Typhon's temple, changed into rock by Medusa. The brave Apollo rode Pegasus to save her. Artemis is sleeping. Okay, that actually, all right. When I read the rock thing, I was like, that doesn't make sense with what I'm going to have a shit ton to say about this video game. But I, I actually think I get it now, okay. But we cut from that to another lightning lit night silhouette shot of the title treatment. Philios sword Pegasus that fades to a fully lit formal title screen that has its own short sound cue. And shortly thereafter, some demo action will fire up. The uh, hit start, and you can either start the game, or there is an option screen. And it's kind of wild to me, dude. There, It's unlike any other we've seen to date for any of the 8- to, or 16-bit system games. And there's no actual gameplay options in here. There's no difficulty, no lives, no bullshit of the sort whatsoever. It's all story setup copy of two varieties for all seven chapters or levels in the game. There is a story 
blurb for each chapter, and there is one called the enemy of each chapter. And they, you, when you select them from this menu, they it cuts to just a single card of of yellow text that types out with the same blue rock textured background with the title behind it. And all the text here is different from that you find in the manual too, even the chapter breakdown text. So it's all originally written copy, which is pretty fucking cool, I think. Finding these, I was kind of like between that and the manual, I was a little bit blown away with how much effort they were putting into story development. You know, the the imagery and the text is there is a lot in this game, especially for a flying schmuck, dude. Like, I there is no, I can't think of something. I you might be able to add up every schmup we've seen to date and not have this much, like cumulatively have this much copy in all of them. You know what I mean? So it's kind even they even put the shit on screen. They're telling you stuff on screen while you're playing the game that is story relevant and direction of how to play and stuff. So yeah, there's just an incredibly heightened amount of effort by Namco to to immerse you in this shit Dude, and, and not just that's the reason why I wanted to play this game. That's yeah. why it pulled me in because yes, I love flying shooters, but like we played a bunch of flying shooters. This was the one that wrapped so much story around it. It was like, yeah, I want to keep, I want to be that heroic dude. Like, let's keep doing that. You know, right. like it's that's the draw, which yeah. I love. You know, I concur. And it's, yeah, and on top of, yeah, you know, that they, it's also a notable thing that it's not, it's not just, like, that it's in the game, you know, which forces even either the kid renting it or the kid that's too ADD to read a manual or whatever. You're forced to experience the story. You can't elect out of it. (laughs) And that is very unique, I think. Uh, for a game of this time, it's, again, especially as you know what. The more I think of it, that's kind of that immediately reminded me of Knights of the Round, one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. Because, like, yes, you're it's a co-op beat 'em up where you get to upgrade and get better as the as the as the game goes on. But like, there's story with it, you know. Like, it's still that um, medieval world that gives me that story element, which I'm realizing the more we talk about it that I liked more and more as a kid and didn't even think about it at the time, you know? Right. So it's fascinating. Word. So uh, once you get done consuming your story stuff, you can select game start and are presented with the difficulty option set we touched on when talking manual. So we know to go advanced here if you read the manual or just paying attention or start from scratch <laughs> instead of uh, an already saved state. A, and then a chapter card pops up with chapter one, the devil in Delos. And that's all the stage names are very cool names too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are pretty fun. Often some alliteration in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Apollo Pegasus avatar down below, wings a flapping next to some hardcore arcade cabinet holdover code output reading credit three. Yes, as we mentioned, your lives remaining. So let's talk controls. HUD, the controls are crazy fucking simple. <laughs> it's your D-pad moves your spread around, and any one of the three ABC buttons does the same fucking thing, you know? And it's funny to me, or not funny to me, but it's it's fun and good to me, commendable to me, that despite that simplicity, you have variability in your attack. We talked about this during the MAGAP, but <laughs> yeah. like the fact that, you, that they take this incredibly simplistic control set and make it, I think more elaborate sounds bad, but more 
control and more uh, strategy-minded than most, if not all, smups. You know what I mean? And that's you know, and that's because you can either hold the button to power up your sword, and that's in the HUD on the right-hand side. You have that sword, and when that little red beam gets all the way to the top of the sword, your attack changes. This takes time to charge, so you are making real-time strategy decisions on whether or not you either can or want to wait for that charge before you deploy your attack. And yeah, the I it's I do that my whole the whole crux of my blessing for this game hinges on this and I just am so emotionally torn inside whether or not after playing the game how I feel about it. So cuz yeah, well I mean we'll obviously get there but it's yeah, it's just it's just such it's crazy how much turmoil this system creates in playing this game. I think and uh, and you, we you gotta, have we got to get there because yeah, there's yeah yeah I feel like you, you have to do the thing that you could have done and well well yeah okay well I did do the thing I could have done and that's not really that doesn't change mm. this fact <laughs> at least we're talking about this we're talking about the same thing yeah but yeah no it's 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 again it's just so emotionally tearing in both good and bad directions because if i am this torn up about it it means they created conflict in the moment and that is the whole point but i think there are many times where it's too much it's and and, and it changes from good game design and real-time strategy decision-making to, and maybe this is just my dumbass handheld emulator, but impossible. And that is doesn't ever feel good when you don't feel, when you don't even see the way it could have worked. You know what I mean? Mm. And it, it all hinges on this one specific game system, I think, whether or not this game works and should be recommended and get a blessing. I think you're right. I think you're right. Because, yeah, I, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, the start button pauses. Duh. So, yeah, we talked about that HUD a little bit already. It's on the right side of the screen instead of the usual top or bottom. That alone is cool. And it has the big sword sprite that represents the power meter. And they also convey how much of the max 4 HP you have left and little units below the sword there. And those are just, those are very simple. The system for that, you get hit, you lose one. There's no halvesies. There's no, you don't get anything that reduces the amount uh, a hit um takes does to you yeah. yeah and then it also lists your lives with the little shield logo below that or the number next to the little shield logo below that and then it also always says the chapter you're in below that and that also has a score of course so you know arcade game don't think play game that's the hud <laughs> the funny thing is i didn't even think about the hud at all until like chapter three or four like, I didn't even look on that side of the screen until all of a sudden I felt like I absolutely had to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think probably for the same reason we were just discussing. Okay, so we start in The Devil and Delos, Chapter 1. And the way we're going to do this is, because there's so much copy that I don't think we should ignore. Well, Jay, if you could please read the descriptions from the manual for each stage. And then I will read the in-game descriptions from the, the options menu in the game. Chapter 1. Devil and Delos. Delos, once peaceful, has become a chaos of axe-hurling skeletons and shillefs. 
the poisoned fanged butterflies. Beware of Ladon, the dragon of death. Medusa punishes you severely for invading her temple. Find the way to smash her snaky head. They're a very flowery copy. They, you know, they were, they, they, they did the same that that opening synopsis blurb that I read from the manual. You know, it's kind of like it's not grade school writing. It's like it's probably like early college writing from someone going to a liberal arts school that like they're trying to be expressive and they're just kind of randomly picking synonyms from the thesaurus in Microsoft Word. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's... What happened? Different adjectives. Different <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't always need that extra, extra adjective and in and, and, and actuality, you probably shouldn't always have that extra adjective. But they put it here. It is. What the hell is a shillop? I, so that's in the game copy too. And I, like, I was Googling, I had never heard this word in my entire life. And I'm Googling around, and there's legitimately not one thing on it. There's not it even a, It's a video game. Yeah, just, yeah there's not even a... Up. But they, they say it like it's a... I guess, I guess you're right. I guess, I guess like, there's a like lot it's of... Like it's like a known thing. Right, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not, even, there's not even a... Google doesn't even have a Philios-affiliated hit on it. There are literally zero hits for that word. <laughs> so it's a, a commentary on how old the game is, I suppose, and how old we are. So the in-game description for this level... Reads, Apollo and Artemis lived peacefully on the beautiful Delos Hill. Here, too, the ferocious Ladon, born from Medusa's blood, and the deadly butterfly Shilif attacked Apollo. And that's, you know, it's because they're fitted on a game screen, but I think it's the, the dichotomy is funny to me throughout how the story descriptions are like, they're obviously not the same. They're kind of trying to pack the same stuff into it, but they have to do it in this abridged manner that feels very stilted because it's on-screen copy. There's only so much room, you know. So we start in a temple of your own. So you start at home, and that's an interesting idea because it's the only level like this. Mm -hmm. And even in here, the enemies have they've been like they've invaded. You know, they're in your fucking temple where you're at, which also doesn't line up with the story now that I, as it's, I'm saying it out loud because they're saying that she got snatched. I guess he could have went home, but like they're saying she got snatched while they were out riding. And like, so what he just, he, instead of like immediately, I guess he doesn't know where to go. Maybe he goes home to brood or think or strategize, right. go through his notes or something. Did he, but did he not have weapons on him? He had to go back right. to the castle. Yeah, he had to go, yeah, he had to go get his, his fucking, his venture pack. Yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's funny. So good. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're in here. And the there are skeletons on the ground whipping axes up at you, and I love the smoldering pile of bones sprite that that they leave after you kill them. That's really cool. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are groups. I, I was of, afraid of it at first. I wasn't sure. Like avoiding it. First, yeah. Is it going to hurt me? Like is this like a fire explosion? I was like, yeah. oh no, it just kind of stays there. Yeah. That's probably a criticism of it that the it doesn't. You have that shooter trope thing going on where you're there's both ground-based enemies and air-based enemies but the way you interact with them is not any different and that is probably a criticism of this like that mechanic in games often makes you choose between attacking the ground things and attack like a different button or a different attack mode type to attack the air enemies and you having to make that choice with what buttons you're hitting in real time and it 
doesn't have that, and that's maybe an oversimplification that you could criticize it for. You I, know? I hear you. I would posit that's a strength because I hate that. I, feel like <laughs> I, I hate it when there's like a different ground attack button than the air attack button, and I gotta like switch. Like, wait a minute, because I sometimes forget which one is which, especially if I'm just like right. fighting. But that's especially that's if it the, changes a lot. That's the challenge. Not that this game like needs that. to be harder. I'm not suggesting that. Yeah, I'm like guess, that would put too much. But, that's too yeah. much. <laughs> but like dragons, what I think of because it's in the same kind of story realm uh-huh. as Dra- Dragon Spirit has that, and I I actually I like it in Dragon Spirit. Because Dragon Spirit's not fucking impossible. <laughs> they also get the power-up action cooking right away, as a good shmup is wont to do. Throwing a few gold nozzles at you with a couple speed-ups and an option, which is a very, very frequent pairing. You get the one O and the, the two S's is a, in three owls thrown at you. It happens a lot in this game, I would say. So you get your second sword, and you speed up a little. And the icons that fly out of the owl after you shoot it has the first letter of the power-up name. So, you know, that's so you know what it is. And then when you pick that up, text appears next to you telling you the full name of the power-up. And that's another example of... They're doing... It's, it's good shmup. Good shmup design. Because one of my numerous shmup gripes is having no clue... What all the shit I'm picking up is I, that happens so yeah. frequently in shmups where I'm just like picking shit up. All up. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I want happens. it all. Yeah, I think I want it all. I don't fucking know, you know. And and that again, give me agency over my experience. And that's that. Yeah, that is often my biggest problem with shmups is I'm just smashing buttons and flying around. I'm not making any choices. I'm not strategizing shit. I'm just in the moment, avoiding and killing. And that. Is not fun for me, you know. So that is no question an asset in the design of this. And another with that second option comes just as you're leaving the temple. That gives you a third sword. So you, you get the uh, another one of those to give you the the max diamond sword deal that we talked about earlier. And this baby's first firefight area quickly runs its course, and Apollo and his steed coast out into the great wide open, which is a very, it's a really I'm, I guess I'm glad that they... It makes me glad that they had you start in your temple like that. Because it, it, it is a very impactful visual moment, I think. Yes. When you first leave the temple and you see that incredible parallax scrolling country, mountainous country, countryside down yep. below the clouds is a really, really cool moment, I think. that uh, You really see the depth with the yep. shading. Like you, you appreciate it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely beautiful. In general, the whole game is it, aesthetically yeah. is just fucking again just like with strider dude like i get that's what i need i don't know yeah i need to get the arcade version of that's that's something i'll do i'll download that i it would be better if i did it before the podcast that'd be make me a better podcaster but the well i told you when i found that strider i was like i can't fucking believe how exactly one for one it is <laughs> on the genesis you know and like both very good and i feel like this has got to be a very sentible, similar sentiment. It's got to be so close to the arcade cabinet because it looks so fucking well, good. F- fun fact about that, Josh. The arcade version of this game was never released in the United States. Okay. Because okay. of Oh, yeah, we skipped, over, we skipped bondage, over history. Torture scenes. We skipped over history. Yeah, fuck. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I don't know how that happened. We got, I, got, I got off on some tangent. Is there any other history? No, I mean, that, that's the main thing. Oh, okay. It's like, right. Which is funny because that actually went through my head while playing it. Like, wow, they just keep kind of showing her front and center like this. 
in between every stage. <laughs> did you just, if did I was you, like a kid, did, did you like, just oh, call it? Excited. Did you just call it her fun center? Is that what you just said? <laughs> no. What? what did you I just said say? Front and center. Oh, like, front and center. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is is fun center? Something you say to the kids? What is fun what? center? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It kind of worked. It kind of worked as a solution of, of a way to baby it down. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, they do show her front and center. We'll talk about that a lot. They, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know how that could have, I don't know how that could have flown in the States. I don't know how this flown in the States. This is a USA release. Right. I, I, like, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know Well, how. Genesis went wild. They were somehow able to get, like, the blood more, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just, I don't know. I know, man, but, wow. Like, again, it's it's because this game didn't, if this game would have hit, like, Mortal Kombat, motherfucking moms, speaking of pitchforks, fucking moms against whatever would have been out front of fucking Namco or something, like, this has got to go. <laughs> This this devil. This is basically soft porn from my yeah yeah right this now. this devil jive that you're putting in my kids fucking video game system will not stand. <laughs> uh, so you're once you get out here, there's a little bit of buzzing around, and you have to deal with the flying birds and a number of these gargoyle enemies. That uh, and this is the first time we'll get it, man. I don't even know if I wrote it here, but I haven't played the full game now. That's what this is. So the gargoyles are the more powerful enemy. You basically have to do a power-up attack to frag them in an amount of time that is truly manageable for playing the game. You have to balance that choice of charging your sword up to kill them with the onslaught of easier and weaker, more easily killed enemies, but far more numerous. And of course, this is the first level, so it's not done in a way that's maybe so noticeable. But in the game, that is the core difficulty mechanic, is them forcing you to balance the need to get these uh, relatively benign sprites off the screen quickly and get these very difficult, hard-to-kill, you-have-to-use-a-power-up-attack sprites off the screen also. And, or multiple power up, or yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, but the balance yeah. between those two things is where this game chooses to impose difficulty. And here, because it's manageable, it just seems like good, cool game design. Later, it's fucking bullshit. And maybe my thumbs are just too slow. I don't know. But that again, we'll talk about it every single fucking level. That is where. This game lives or dies as a good game. And I still don't know. I finished... I should have mentioned that already. I finished writing my notes for this game three minutes before we started recording. So I was playing this right up until... Right when we started recording to get to the very end. I mean, I had gotten... I guess I'll get to that when we get to that part of the game. But yeah, you know, I, I this is very fresh in my mind. And I am very much still on the fence about how I, how I feel about this video game. Uh, Fair so, enough. so yeah, they then drop a slew of pickups on you. You get speeds, options, beam, and homing. So they they really they kind of just like introduce you to everything, show you what this game has to offer, which is you know I'm sure smart to hook you, keep you invested. Yeah, and yeah, the, we talked about it in, in the manual part, but that yeah that that beam shit makes you a one god fucking wrecking crew. <laughs> I was like, I will do everything to keep this weapon, and then I'll never saw it again <laughs> yeah, until like chapter five or something. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. You don't have uh, that choice because it, go, it goes away. It's limited time. Like I said, I'm pretty sure 20 seconds. And yeah, yeah but those, so they start introducing those laid on red dragons and then the butterflies. And you can, yeah, this allows you to just literally waste them the second they come on screen when you have that. And then. <laughs> then it goes away. Yeah, then it goes away before you leave to get out of that area. And you're like, oh, fuck. This is a completely different video game. <laughs> Immediately, you go from like, I'm cruising to like, Oh, the dragon's not dying. Oh, not dying. <laughs> yeah. oh there's yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that is the thing too. Like that's what that's the moment. Like, and it's you know very simple, straightforward math. But like the exponential growth of difficulty as a new difficult sprite enters the screen is significant. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, the second you're not able to get that first one off the screen before the next one clips on is like that is a very oh shit moment. Like oh my god, like I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I should probably just load. <laughs> Yeah, it's very, very distinct difficulty uh. escalation. Uh. And this, so when that first happened, it, it, you know, I felt like a sitting duck and I was watching almost immediately what, at least from a visual standpoint, is a very fun part of this game. And that is the death animation. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, so when you die, when you run out of HP, Apollo falls off his horse to his death. And he's got this great hero death cry. Then further, when you're out of lives, it cuts to the continue screen. And I imagine this is probably very similar to what happens when you get to, when you finish the fourth level in Novice. But it's a framed picture of Artemis looking at you like, it's close above her. And she looks like an 80s pop star, in, at least in this case. And the words, why don't you save me, are above her. And a counter ticking to zero down below her, along with the yes-no selection. So, you know, she is just, it's just like... Peak spouse shit talking, like <laughs> just how deep can I dig the dagger, you fuckface? <laughs> uh, like I'm trying to fly around on a horse, like battling hordes of enemies. <laughs> like, like, what do you want? <laughs> what more? How much more ever do you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you flown on a Pegasus with yeah, a sword? Exactly, yeah. What exactly are you doing? How exactly are you helping the situation <laughs> other than your shit talking? And do you think that actually helps? <laughs> <sighs> I'm working through it over here. <laughs> uh, they, so getting back to this first level, they have a gauntlet of, yeah, those laden dragons, maybe a half dozen, timed perfectly with the beam's dissipation to wind down the sequence running up to Medusa's temple. And my first time seeing that temple scooch its way onto the screen up top was and this is this is good game design too like oh such relief because you just yeah. you don't know when it's coming that whole sequence right before this was super fucked and when that clips on screen it's so big and prominent that there's just yeah. no question that is a bastion of safety yes. comparative comparative to what you were just experiencing it's like relief you know? either we're yeah. going to a boss or a new area either way i'm past the yeah. dragons and i have a second to save state <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, so when you when the, you get up to it, it clips yeah, probably. Well, first of all, the scrolling stops, and it's maybe halfway. Half the screen is taken up by the actual temple now. And once you get to that, Apollo and his steed, they have a pretty cool descent animation to take them down onto the temple steps. And it's worth noting too, even if there's enemies on the screen, once it scrolls to that part, and you start to descend, that you're you're safe. You don't. They can't attack you, even if they are moving around and attacking. It, it can't hit you. So. That's nice. And then when you go, you get inside the temple and the decor is quite nice, I would say. 
Uh, it appears Medusa spared no expense and has some very solid <laughs> architect staffing connections. The floor is a very finely carved stone, and there's a nice Roman archway bridge running horizontally just inside that is kindly staffed by some Walmart greeters with swords that saunter out onto it and pop off one Link at Full Heart's Master Sword shot at you and then run back off screen as you pass on your way to Medusa's Battle Arena. And you can, of course, shoot these guys, and because they are moving in unison as groups of four... And the way I love the way that you can like they they plunk off the back of of the the bridge right when you shoot them and again because they're moving in unison and have that that animation when you do kill them it feels like a carnival shooting gallery yes yeah like on and, a conveyor belt and you're just right, not yeah, going off <laughs> yeah which it made me chuckle and that and you know they're it's so and the fact that you agree makes me feel like it was so obvious that it was deliberate you know that they. That that was in their mind with these, and that's that's fun. If it, if that's it's, it's a nice yeah, thought. Every, everyone loves fun. carnival games. Yeah, like, let's go. Yeah, super fun. So the as I mentioned, I'm going to read both descriptions from the options menu. I will save the enemy portion of it for the boss battle because it's applicable to that. So the enemy for stage one description reads: When Apollo went into Medusa's temple, her guard attacked him. As Apollo approached, Medusa noticed him and awoke. She gazed hideously and attacked Apollo by shooting beams from her eyes. And the arena, it's interesting to me, I guess, before I even get into the battle itself. Those are all written in this very present tense. Like, it's, it reads as it's describing the act of doing it. Almost like you had a narrator as you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if it's criticism worthy, but you clearly, you can't read these while you're playing the game. You right, have to read yeah. them before you play the game. So it's not bad. It's just a choice, I guess. It's not good or, I, yeah, it's not good or bad. It's just a choice. And I guess I just want to bring up that it was a choice. That, like, it's written in a way, like, it feels like you should be given these. And I know they don't want to slow the gameplay down, and that's why you don't do this. But, like, it's just a, it's just weird. It's just a weird mashup of, of of writing choice and implementation for what they're writing like if this right. game it came later like that would be like spoken voiced over yeah be a cut exactly as you're flying, right. approaching her precisely so. and you know what and that's that's actually a good counterpoint is that they didn't have that option in fact there's the only time i can think of hearing a voice sample is very late in the game and granted it was coming on my shitty little handheld but i couldn't even tell what they said so <laughs> and clearly they don't have that choice of doing a whole fucking paragraph of copy that goes without saying so yeah it's this them trying to find solution and so you know that's again i, I don't ever want to criticize them for that so maybe I'd be careful about even saying that, let alone uh, criticizing, is that they're doing the best with the tools they have to work with. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But a choice nonetheless. So the arena is just an open space with a stone statue of a snake's lower body and a woman's upper. Uh, one arm broken off and the other is reaching out towards Apollo with huge claws protruding. Her head is also stone, except the green snakes atop of it that are already in full riot mode as Apollo approaches. So those are already in motion. Everything else is stone. And once she center mass on the screen, the auto scroll stops and we are in our first boss battle. And they do a really, it's they do that with, I think most of them, I'm pretty sure. But there's a really nice tension building moment that lasts a few beats once the auto scroll stops before mm-hmm. her eyes flick open and her mouth goes agape to reveal vampire-esque fangs and the head goes into full disembodied mode and starts floating around the room with the neck down statue left behind. So 
it like builds tension. And again, the to the awareness of emotion in game design is not always present in the eight and sixteen bit era. So game designers who have a feel for that and use it should be commended for it. And they did that here, and that's cool. So the words, once the head leaves the body, the words regain my body from Medusa are up top during that beat. And I guess that's from Artemis. And that's again, I'm I'm it's such a cathartic experience doing this podcast, Jay, because I'm I'm working through it and I'm understanding the story better as I piece it all. You can't you can't glean this stuff playing the game. One, it's no. we're, pl- we're playing it in two partitions. Yeah, we're we're playing it in two partitions of a manner. You're not playing it straight through. You're safe stating, coming back, leaving. So that's part of it. But also, yes, even if you were playing it straight through, I think you're playing a game and it's just gonna fly by. So reading it really helps you work through the fucking problem set here. But that's Artemis talking, and I guess when you kill Medusa here, that somehow lifts the spell that has turned Artemis to stone, and that's why she's no longer in that gray hue that she is in the opening title sequence because she's no longer stoned for the rest of the game after you beat this mm. first boss here. So I didn't pick that up playing I the game. I didn't catch that either. Yeah, but I think that's that's kind of what's what's happening here. So, so yeah, so once she gets going, Medusa, I mean, her floating is rather slow and plodding, thankfully, and keeps to the top half of the screen, and the flight speed does increase as you deal with her damage, so, you know, it does increase in difficulty in the battle, so that's, you know, it's not just one note, again, like Dino Ricky. <laughs> and her offensive capabilities is are dual side-by-side bolts of lightning from her eyes that shoot straight out in front of her, all the way down to the bottom of the screen, and then they start bouncing around the room. So they ricochet off the screen bottom at a 45-degree angle, and then again on a horizontal plane at whatever vertical height they hit the right or left edge of the screen. So where that falls on the vertical axis is dependent on how close to the right or left edge of the screen she fires her attack. So the closer the edge is the the lower edge is where her beam hits obviously the higher or the lower rather the second bounce will be so what you optimally want to do is keep her in the center of the screen which will make her beam so high that if you're staying the lower all the way to the bottom ideally part of the screen all you have to do is avoid the the first or straight up and down shot you know what i mean and yeah it took me a few deaths to glean it but if you keep to the very bottom of the screen and don't hang out at the very edges very much all those secondary bounces will be above you and you can just piece her without most yeah. of it, i think i mean it's just a classic game of angles like where's where where the angles bouncing all right let me stand here yep yep she can't i mean you know it is very possible she, if, if she can get in there even if you know you don't have total control she does certainly track you to some degree and you you have an effect on where she fires that bolt but even if you're doing have an understanding of that or, and are doing a relatively optimal job she can still get up against the side and fire one that can fuck with your world a little bit uh and, and that happened in my battle that i won once even so you know that's possible but it is not a terrible uh, imposition, I don't think. So yeah, I'd maybe ten or so powered up hits on her to take her down. I would say, and that's you know, that's something worth noting too. You don't you get in here and you don't. At least I didn't just assume that I would want to power up for every attack on her. But before you win this battle, I think you learn that bosses 
are going to require the powered up attack or you're wasting your time. <laughs> I just naturally went in with that. Like, all right, if, if I had to do it on these gargoyle things, then of course I'm going to do it on the boss, you know, just naturally. Yeah. You're the more savvy smup guy, Jay. I, <laughs> I, I, went, I went in thinking, you know, maybe there's some variance to this, that it's not just a run your head into a wall smup. <laughs> that maybe there would be some elevated strategy. I was wrong in that case. So her death animation is as well done as everything else is in the game so far. The head sprite flashes, then blows up with some blue ring explosion shit, and then the stone body crumbles to a pile of rubble with some more explosions and accompanying rumble sounds. And the words, Apollo beats Medusa, appear up top, and then some really weird shit happens, Jay. (laughs) Apollo flies past the crumbled statue further back into the temple. At least I think that's where this is supposed to be. You know, you're supposed to be going. It's not some, like, jump in space and time or anything. And you get to a large golden picture frame on the floor that takes up the entire screen. And Artemis appears in that frame in vivid color, her hands shackled up above her head in a completely irresponsible amount of cleavage showing on breasts that have an inner curvature and protrusion that, in my life experience, are only found on women who have undergone surgical breast enhancement procedures. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, and I'm not into anime girls or any shit like that, but even I found this image pretty damn sexual, and I, and it is very anime style-y too, but uh, I honestly cannot believe this game didn't work its way into overly pubescent teenage boy lore more. Like, I the fact that I never heard of this game is crazy to me, because, and this is baby nuts shit compared to where this is gonna, this part of the game's going to go. We've kind of lightly touched on it, but this is nothing compared to where it's going. So I yeah, I just cannot believe at least mine. Again, I maybe it happened somewhere and I wasn't I wasn't there yet or something. This is yeah. very early in the in the Genesis stage. I've already made the disclosure a million times over that I wasn't on board Genesis wise yet. So maybe it did happen and kids were talking about it and I just was not paying attention. And I was also a late bloomer, so maybe girls weren't really maybe on my radar yet, at least not to the degree that this yeah. would really hit for definitely so, not at this time. I was not yeah. thinking. Was not. Yep. So yeah, it it gets it, it escalates significantly, but yeah, this is pretty sexual also. And text starts typing up top above this image, and it says, "I am being held in the temple. Save me quickly." We hold on her as her blue eyes begin blinking, and they use that effect a lot with her fucking doughy ass eyes, you know. And the while she's blinking. Tears start streaming down her cheeks. And I mean, honestly, again, between how, I don't know, lifelike, it's still cartoony to some degree, but again, in that anime lifelike undertone style that can be perceived as human sexual, sexually peaking shit, like the fact that that is there and the animation is so good, it's really impressive art and animation i think it's like it's like a really impressive cutscene that is uh, again the most lifelike thing that i think we've seen you know like we talked about this for batman on nes how impressive some of that stuff was but that's a that's a that's a joke compared to this you know because 16 versus 8 bits it's just that simple you know so yeah it's wild it's some really impressive shit i think so there's no shortage of time and effort dedicated to that, I think. So Artemis fades from the frame to a blank 
Blue Void and Apollo remains flying in place on Pegasus. Then the text for the next chapter fades into the middle of that void. And maybe the best part of this is if you're jamming on buttons during it like a petulant child is want to do, the message, if hurrying, press button comes up. And if you keep hitting the buttons after that happens, it'll skip this. So that might seem insignificant to a modern oh. player, a modern game player. But there was a time long ago when being able to skip interstitials like this were not the norm. No, that was no chance. Right. You were just sitting and watching. Yeah. Considering, you know, upwards of 90% of the player base for this game were of a, likely of a male variety... I'm shocked to hear that anyone would want to skip this. Yeah, the idea of that, like, why? Like, yeah, it's, it it's, almost it's, seems it's, antithetical. Yeah. <laughs> right, no, for sure, for sure. But it's not, again, just giving the player agency. Like, nod to you, game developer, in 1990. Not everyone had that awareness, so. That's that. And then those words that came up read Chapter 2, Death Dungeon, and we're moving on to the next stage. So, Jay, would you like to read the description for this? Chapter 2, Death Dungeon. Destroy Imuza and dodge the stained glass shattering into deadly splinters. You must enter the ominous cave and descend into its darkest depths. One crystal eye warns the three ugly gray... 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 gray? <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce it. Avoid its, desly, avoid its deadly beam. That's an interesting bit of copy there. Yeah. The three ugly grae. How would you? How do you even say that? That's that's as good as I'm going to be able to do. So, <laughs> the in-game description reads: Apollo went down the hall to the deadly cave. When Apollo defeated Amusa, the stained glass broke into pieces, and he went into the traps and went deep underground. So yeah, I guess I didn't. What I didn't fully explain. I think it's it's not only is it. It's like a little broken Englishy, you know. It's like a, it's not just like a more abridged version. It's also kind of a little brokeny, you know. So it's it's again, it's a different copywriting team. Maybe not even a copywriting team. Like the manual had a team of mm -hmm. people that were like writing an American manual, but the people doing the game probably didn't have the same level of English translation resources. So I think that's discernible i guess maybe yeah, it's more more poignantly uh, what i should have been pointing at, uh, was talking about when i first mentioned that for the last level so this is a continuation visually of the area right before medusa we have stone floors bridges so on and so forth and the enemies in here are more of the shooting gallery bridge dudes some more legend of zelda like action in whiz robe ish dudes that appear in pairs out of thin air and cross each other and there's been a lot of this so far. Enemy groups that end up stacked on top of each other vertically, allowing you to smoke all of them in one fell swoop if you can get your attack charged with the right timing. So even, yeah, even, mm -hmm. even those enemies that are like the one-hitter quitters that are with a, with a normal attack, it still behooves you to charge and, yes. kill, and kill them all in a line with the one attack, you know, uh, if you can get it, make it happen, you know, and time it out and have the right rhythm to your, to your shit, you know. Dude, this was this was a tough one. I actually, it's funny because this is the point where you know there are stretches of this level where you have to kind of keep charging to keep destroying the enemies, and I had to step away for a few days and come back. Like on this level, level two, I you know I came back and because you know I was just trying to come up with stuff to do, I streamed on Twitch for like the first time ever, and I think the subconscious pressure performing helped. Perform <laughs> You know, yeah. help propel me forward. Otherwise, I was like, man, I, 
this is kind of a struggle right now, you know. That's yeah. yeah, funny. Yeah, the I don't I don't I don't think it I don't think it it doesn't change. It doesn't it doesn't I don't feel pressure. I guess maybe because I've done it a bunch, but yeah, when I do those boss battle videos, which, uh, the only difference for me between my normal play for those uh, seem a glimpse behind the curtain for our listeners. Like the only difference for me is I am trying to be less angry. <laughs> so take that into consideration that. How angry, uh, which is not a small amount of anger, usually probably in those boss battle videos, it's way worse when the camera's not on. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only difference for me. So then, yeah, lastly, there's uh, groups of four land-based grunts that come running straight down through the bridge archways, and you can just waste them with one straight power blast very easily too. Uh, very shooting gallery esque as well, and I really started like this. It's it, you know you said it got harder for you for me, and again part of this is hinging on the fact that like you know I, this part of the game like I had played level one back in LA, mm-hmm. I think got the save state down, and I wasn't able to play. I didn't play on the plane for whatever reason, um, and it took me getting settled and getting the fucking ball rolling on this flick. And then now that things are pretty settled. The last few days, I've like Wednesday through three hours, three minutes before starting recording is when I did most of the play. Like, so when I picked it up and started going, this is kind of where I started in the second level. I mean, this is kind of where I started to get into the groove. And, and, and you know, there's some dying here and uh, here and there. It's, it wasn't easy by any length, but I did start to get the rhythm of that you need to get into with a flying shmup to be successful. And, you know, understanding what each enemy posed threat wise and then how to react to that and what the full scope of my attack capability was and how to strategize all this. Like I started to feel that here in the second level and that's a good feeling. And, and I, and I got it in a good way, I think uh, here going through like, you know, being able to see the matrix and react accordingly is yeah. probably the simplest way to put it. So that was cool. And then at the end of this run, you hit that stained glass window we've heard about in the descriptions. And it is a really awesome looking set piece. I think it's, it's like a big circle and it's got four skull warriors on a glass diamond in the middle and then a, a large stone circle around it with 16 egg-like pods on it. That And like you don't know what's going to happen, but it's a nice surprise. Each of those bursts and begin breathing fire in tandem towards the middle of the circle. So the first time you come here, you're naturally drawn to kind of go like, oh, I'm going to have to go to that circle and like mm-hmm. fly in the middle of that circle. That's not what you want to do. <laughs> That's the worst place to be. Possible, actually, because those things all shoot right at the center of that circle, you know. So you want to be off the circle. And you don't realize that until after you die at least once, I think. So that's uh, a fun rug out from under you thing this game does, I think. And yeah. So, yeah, I quickly decided I needed to not be in that circle and tuck myself into the bottom right and left corners of this arena. And... They do send the there's these green flying lizards they send at the sides, knowing that's what you're gonna have to do to beat this part of the game. I think, and so you know it does complicate it a little bit, but they're the lesser of two evils by a wide margin and relatively easy to deal with. But yeah, so you're just tucking yourself in the corners and power shotting these fucking things as they spin. I guess I didn't say that, but they start spinning in a circle. So you you know you can't just stay in one spot necessarily, um, at least 
because the you know the, the flames do pass all the way through the circle. So if one if you're in the corner and one of the 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 fucking things are at like one thirty on a clock face, you're gonna get pegged by the flame in that's in that corner. And it's not always easy to just fly over to the other corner because this circle takes up the whole screen. So yeah. the path to the other corner can be blocked by one of them, you know? So it, it's, it is a relatively good balance of difficulty, I think, with getting through this. But yeah, you're just, a, you want to just power shot them uh, one at a time or a couple of them at a time until you clip them all off the circle. Maybe half dozen tries for me on that, maybe. How, how difficult did you find that? Uh, not very difficult. So I actually, of course, flew straight to the center. And I had, you know, enough power-ups that I was able to just charge up and take a minimum of two out every time. So I was just kind of like in the in the middle, just blasting two, three at a time and dodging everything. You know, I, I kind of step, I would step out of the middle if I had to, if I felt, but to me, that was almost less safe because being in a corner just kind of felt trapped because I didn't know what else was going to happen. So I pretty much, you know, when I could went back to the center because at that point there was only like a few of them left. So it, it wasn't really that difficult. So when the last one falls, the glass window shatters and falls into the black void below as the words to enter the dungeon appear above. And then the camera, you know, the Medusa battle, I think, is kind of the same thing in that crumbling statue. I think they, it's not, a, there, I think there's a, it does a really good job, especially with these first two, of making the boss battles not feel samey, you know. And this is actually yeah. a mini boss. This is, this is, this is not a, this yeah. is actually not the boss. This is a mini boss. Uh, Mid stage because there's the the dungeon part is, is the back half of this. So yeah, it just does a really good job of making it feel unique and not like we're just changing the boss sprite in the same exact flow of game code, you know, which so many shmups I feel do. So more 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 things to commend. Still torn on whether it gets the blessing. Still torn. Uh, so yeah, like the, the camera then does this. I would call it rather jarring, just because there's only you know these games only have so many frames. It's only like three but, or fours. You know. Yeah, but yeah, it does yeah it does this really jarring zoom into the void, and it's it's like you know it, it reminds me what I think of actually is the pits and the bridge in Metal Gear on the NES, which you know they, they're these large animations that for whatever reason they could not dedicate a lot of frames to, and they're just like it's so still it's just like so choppy of animation that you can only get on eight sixteen bit systems. It's just. Once you get once you get to the next generation, just, there's just more to work with, and it, it, you never really see it again. So down here in the dungeon, they throw you, or in the cave, I should say, they throw you a couple owl bones right from the jump, including the first A that I can remember seeing. And the manual description for these is, yes, ricocheting bullets stream from your sword and bounce off obstacles to hit their targets. And they give you that down here because there's a bunch of shit stuck to the walls you have to kill. So. Yep. And if you touch the walls, you die. So you want these things bouncing off the walls because you can't go... And get beneath them, at least with ease. Yep. Uh, I definitely thought you could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll learn, you know, later on because it happens enough times, you just intuit it. But yeah, there's the first handful of times that you experience areas where you can die against the walls. You don't know it until it happens to you. So it's, yep. it's yeah, there's no, I don't know, they could have flashing or something, something to make them a little more like, don't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after the initial hammering of wall caterpillars, snakes, and le- and the like, you enter a sequence of chambers where rocks explode out of the walls, and then a straight line tunnel where these grub things fly beneath you and up to the top of the screen, then molt into oh. big flying uglies that scream back down at you. And that's it's a pretty cool animation and a pretty cool presentation, I think, for, for those enemies. 
The temple entrance is right after that, so you coast down into it when you get to it. And there's another stint of enemies to warm you up in here. They have, again, just like Walmart readers, some red fuckers coming up out of the ground and shooting shit at you. There's just a few of them before you get to the boss battle. And the this is, yes, as you said, gray. This G-R-A-I-A-E. So way too many vowels in succession for me to know how to say that. <laughs> but yes, the description for this in the game reads, Apollo entered Gray Eye's temple. Gray are three old blind sisters. They use one crystal between them as their eye. The crystal in the back is their vital spot. And just as that enemy description foretold, it's three old witches in a V formation with a large crystal behind them. And they shoot spread shots of energy bolts from their fingers and you can so this battle starts and you can blow their arms off and that should be your first priority unless you, yep. you disagree okay yeah no so 100 yeah so you, you can blow those off and they s stay off so they don't replenish you're hopefully doing that or finishing that just as their heads start to float off their bodies and around the room if you let it get to that phase with still having the arms around I think you're pretty fucked. <laughs> so you ideally want to have that done. But then their heads start floating around the room. And you can kill their heads, but they just come back. Mm -hmm. So while sometimes it's necessary to stay alive or just to even maybe get to, because the they can be an obstruction to the crystal. So whatever the reason that you do end up or want to kill the heads, it should not be your main focus. You should be focusing in on that crystal as much as you can because the heads just come back and, you know, that's uh, a fucking loop to nowhere. <laughs> Chasing your tail by killing those. So this, dude, this, it took me a, this is a lot, well, I spent a lot of time on this. This fucking, playing on that handheld, my fucking thumbs were killing me by the end of this, man. This is, I might have been when I texted you, like, my fucking thumbs hurt, man. Like, really? this is, yeah, this was a really difficult battle for me. This one, this one wasn't too bad for me because I would, again, coming in immediately charging up, like a charge up would also destroy the heads as well. So I'd come in, immediately charge up and just like destroy the hands, move to the right side, destroy the other hands, immediately go back the other way, you know, charging up just, you know, I will go straight to the crystal. I know it's going to destroy the heads on the way, hit the other hands. And then once the hands are gone. Then I'm pretty much just moving to the middle, charging up and going after the crystal. And then as the heads come at me, I'm still just charging up at them. You know, I'll dodge a little bit if I have to, but otherwise I'm just staying on task. I, I didn't really have too much trouble after that. See, I don't, yeah, I don't think, I, I mean, I have the note here, so I'm guessing I did not. But I, I still hadn't gleaned that regular attacks do literally nothing. And, and again, it's not a little mm. bit. I don't think they do anything to the bosses. So Well, it, it, well, the heads kind of would get in the way, and I, you, I, you can't take the heads out with a regular attack. So it was kind of like, if right. you're going to fly uh, and obstruct uh, the crystal... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the regular attacks mean nothing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I hit that crystal s with so many normal shots just getting a power hit when it was convenient and I, I got nowhere dude and that's why I think that's why it took me so long I, I just had not learned it yet and like as soon as I decided to only do power attacks I knocked it out in like a half dozen more tries maybe so like again who knows how long 20 minutes of dying over and over and over and over again and I also think I don't have the I didn't note it here but in hindsight I also again just not having just not seeing the full fucking spectrum of how this game worked yet like I don't think I might have went into this battle without a full Power like without, without being fully powered up, and that is a big thing too. Yeah. Uh, I think I around here learned I need my safe scumming to always have 
the full yeah. power up. <laughs> yeah. Or you're fucked. Yeah. I, I think I experienced this later and was like, I need the full. I need <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll just die and come back and try this again. <laughs> when they die, it reads Apollo B. Gray. And I love, love, love that they use the gamer vernacular of beat for that copy. It doesn't say you killed or you slayed or you whatever. It says Apollo beat, you know, and that, again, is, is if it wasn't, it's got to be self-conscious. It's just it, there's just no way to wedge that into the game lore. That is that is video game talk, you know, and that's that's really cool and really fun, I think. Up to another golden frame portal, but this time there's no enhanced breasts. It's just Typhon's bitch ass and that same hero shot as in the opening titles. Mm -hmm. And it does have some incredible copy, very Strider-esque, in saying, dare you rise against me? <laughs> and Not he, not how dare you, but yeah. dare you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great, 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 great. And then he breathes fire that engulfs your sprite flapping above it before fading away into a red blank canvas. Really cool. Great image. Will no question be in our key art for the episode. I haven't done it yet, but I promise it will be, knowing what my option set is. And from that, we get a similar shot of Artemis as last time, but with a red hue before showing her being lowered by chains into what you have to presume is fire, which that's the image behind you right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't... Is there a way to interpret that? Because I'm not going to bring it up yet, but like I have a very serious just workflow question about her in these in these interstitials that doesn't make any sense to me and i i again going through it piece by piece now and being able to like hear it all like i do think i found a a spot that's does still doesn't make sense so i'll bring it up when we get to it later but that's interesting to me so we move into the next stage and this is chapter three blue parabolios please read the manual for that chapter three Blue Parbolios, gallop toward the Temple of the Skies, jousting to outrun the griffin. But this friend of your youth has become a bewitched monster. Send him swiftly to the netherworld. A beautiful, malevolent siren shows no mercy, so neither can you. Yeah, that is definitely a jumbled bit of words to tell me what's happening here. Uh, verbal uh, acrobatics. I, I think it's, it's pretty cool. Griffin being a childhood homie is some nice exposition, I think. I think that's cool. You know? Yeah, he's bewitched, so send him to the netherworld. Like, damn. Like, can we talk first? Like, can we... Uh, <laughs> talk it out. Who's my friend? Yeah, well, can I yeah, a lot, reason a lot with of, him? Yeah, a lot of history here. Let's fucking work through it. Like, adults. <laughs> or gods. Whatever. <laughs> I guess maybe that's how gods work through everything. It's just fucking... <laughs> Fighting. Yeah. At least in this story realm. So the game description is Sire ruled the sky. Perbolios, where Griffins lived. Apollo beat Dragon Raider and Windhira, then moved forward. Griffins attacked from behind. So like, that's what I mean. Like that is that is an incomplete piece of what? Yeah, that's incomplete. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. So the parallax movement on this steel beam and clouds background, which looks more like a space age structure from Final Fantasy, I would say, reminds me of the sky tower from Final Fantasy, you know, the clear bricks and just very spacey mm -hmm. kind of looking deal. Yeah, it doesn't, it looks very out of place in the story world. It looks incredible, it looks great, but it looks out of place, I would say. Yeah, it definitely does not give me uh, Greek god right. kind of vibes in any Yeah, they, they <laughs> in, in, in every other part of the game, they keep to that kind of like Roman pillar, archway architecture stuff. So it's very, very out of place. 
New enemies here are some big flying things that just fly in straight vertical lines. You have to drop a charge shot on them or they'll get to you first. Uh, or they'll get you first. And these flame green flaming skull deals that fly in from the sides in pairs and home in on you. And holy shit, do these things suck. Oh. <laughs> like, like their straight line speed is way faster than you. You know, they yeah. the, the, the way to deal with them is you, you have to keep them turning because their turning speed is much slower. So what you, yep. you need to be moving and kind you of... You got to move up and down. Yeah. You got to get them off the kilter. I was using this like evasive circling maneuver around them, you know? So they're always in a cir- turning in a circle motion. But yeah, if you let them get, just get on a beeline, they are fucking... They're, you know what? Actually, it's funny. Did this... No, Doom's not out yet. Doom. The, the skulls in Doom are that way. They turn and move in this very slow but when they fucking lock onto you they haul ass you know so like i didn't think of it while i was playing but that, that is a maybe you know be interesting it's, that's probably drawing parallels that are unwarranted but if, <laughs> if you could get if you could get john carmack a little a little toasted get some tequila in him and, and, and hear whether or not he had played this game and that was some level of thought in his mind when he implemented those enemies and, and doom um, i can see that potentially being a correlation so you get through that part. The next phase is marked by a second 2S and O Golden Isle drop. Like I said, you get that, that combination quite a bit. Uh, that adds some varying bottleneck walls on the sides and what feels like a speeding up of the scrolling for some weaker but more numerous flying things. So it <laughs> it occurred to me here that there it's fairly impressive that there, there had not been up to this point a single rep- repeating of enemies, like not even anything close to it, like all unique sprites, mm-hmm. and I would say varied enough movement mechanics. You know, there was no repetition, and we are, you know, halfway through the third stage, and that's again, smups. Like, no, that's just unprecedented. Yeah. Unprecedented. You were getting a whole bunch of samey shit out of smups, and I don't feel like this game had done it at all yet. You know. No, but they definitely turned up the difficulty right here. I will tell yeah. you that. This this is when I really started stressing out. <laughs> I mean, these things coming up behind you, like they would just it, – it's almost like they would just come up behind you and kind of slow down and home in on you. So you kind of had to adjust to each yep. one. Those flying and, horsemen. Oh, my yep. gosh. So much – time was spent on this part yeah 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 it yeah i this is yeah what i wrote it begins with the flying horsemen that have been entering screen from up top prior to this starting to come from behind you and avoiding these pricks requires some serious calm cool and collected maneuverability <laughs> yes. and then yeah and then when the bottleneck walls start closing in on that it gets really <sighs> fucked <laughs> yeah you have two or three on the yeah. screen coming up behind you with bottlenecks and then yeah. and they don't just stay static on the screen it's like they move behind you as well oh my gosh very tough i hated this part i concur into the temple if you can somehow survive that though and inside there are a couple of skeletons from apollo's temple in the very beginning coming out to greet you right before you get to siren and it's funny to me that this happened right after i wrote down there were no repeats (laughs) because that's just how life works you know i mean it's fine i love those sprites and again they still have the same burn to the ground fiery death animation so you know and it's i'm not i'm not criticizing because it's Clearly, a seldom enough thing where prior to this happening, it was noticeable that there weren't repeats. But uh, it was funny to me, the timing for it to first occur. So you get to the the, the boss battle, and this is Siren. And the in-game description for her reads, Apollo entered Siren's temple. 
there was a beautiful woman. Apollo raised his sword, and when he saw that Siren was hiding her wickedness by disguising herself as a beautiful woman. And, yeah, that's also just a little stilted and weird. Siren looks more like Birdman from Rick and Morty than the beautiful woman touted in the options menu description, though. Did you do you, you watch Rick and Morty or no? No, I don't watch. Uh, uh, yeah, there's this character, Birdman, that is like this really stupid... It's supposed to read as like this stock superhero from some whatever world that's pretty dumb and Rick and Rick doesn't respect him at all, but they're friends anyways. <laughs> and the that's what this looked like for sure to me, which it's worth noting that he's a male character in Rick and Morty. <laughs> But whatever. So you come in in this thing, green wings, fully outstretched, head wrap. Uh, I suppose there is a lot of scantily cladness showing cleavage and skin, but that did not change, uh, again, the overall feel of this being Birdman to me. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So Siren is a dreadful witch, is the text up top, and it is boss battle time. She loses the guys immediately and turns into a full-on hawk that lumbers back and forth on the upper half of the screen, firing off groups of four feathers that float down in an evenly distributed uh, manner across the, the horizontal width of the screen and there's also a beam or a stream of fire from her mouth that really hums and the little dickhead skeletons keep popping out from the sides to whip up their axes and muddy the waters also and Jay I died so many fucking times on this boss battle so oh this is this is so a- many times <laughs> <laughs> this is a very important part of the game this is a turning point, this is a turning point. Because I, this is when I entered the first two Game Genie codes that I would use, and I did not feel like I was cheating. So, at this point in the game, I entered the code that gives you sword heats up much faster, very necessary, and then infinite lives. Because I was so low on, like, lives and continues, I was just kind of like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, if I run out of continues, I have to start. I might as well just throw this in the, in the right. ring. <laughs> it's kind of like... But I feel like that's not cheating because it's like, hey, if I'm at the arcade, I'm putting in quarters. When I get, when I transition sure. to the console, I need to be able to keep playing. So I put in my time. I have unlimited quarters. Namco, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> in this realm, the game is purchased. I'm going to keep playing. Let's go. Yeah. That's but this funny. This was not easy. That's very funny to me, Jay. So my guesstimation here in my notes is 25 to 30 times dying. Before I watched a play of it, I was like, I must not understand something. 25 to 30? Yeah. I must not have understood something. So I watched a play video and it only pissed me off more. (laughs) What did you? Because I I died probably like six or seven times. I died a few times, but not that many. I'm a masochistic psychopath, Jay. You know that. What's what's the (laughs) fucking. I like in my mind, I need to do this shit. What? The right way, you know? So the, I, you know. Don't do things half-assed. My dad yelled at me a long time. It's way too ingrained <laughs> <laughs> to not do it. Uh, the, so, yeah. The, so, in the video, the player was sticking to the bottom of the screen for the most part, just sidestepping yeah. the fire and bouncing back to directly beneath the head. Yeah, and, that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I couldn't make that happen without dying. So, I was so disgusted that I, don't, I didn't know how to turn. I did not know how to use cheats. Jay, I had to watch a video to learn how to turn on cheats and use them in RetroArch. I did that. 
and gave myself, yes, near infinite energy is the one. And then the one that kept your sword charged up at all times. Oh, so you, so, yeah. Interesting. So, you, so you could drop power attacks because that was the thing. This is when it, this is when it really happened to me when I was like, I don't have the time to not fire shit off and create space for me to, uh, to power up my sword, and that's the attack I need to get any headway on this battle. I couldn't fucking do it, and I don't know. Again, I didn't play it with the right hardware. To really test, so I need to know whether it was that or whether or not this game is bullshit, and I need you to tell me that to know how to feel. <laughs> so, yes, I'm glad. It's interesting. Yeah. So this is the this is the crux of it right here, right? So, again, I didn't use that code, but I did eventually use that code. That code is the game, game changer. Yeah, it's a game. That breaker, is the game breaker yeah. code. Because I like, I mean, let's just talk about it right now. So I, I made it through this with just the infinite um, lives and then the charging up faster because I still had to charge it. So it still required. And I would do it. And I'm like, how much faster did it really get it to charge up? You know, like but <laughs> enough to make a difference, but not enough to. Like, no, it's funny. I, I would not have thought of this unless we were having this conversation, Jay. But the fact that that, sh- that there are different cheats for the speed of the charge shows you the significance of oh. this part of the game. Like uh, that hypothesis that we talked about earlier, that right there is a validation of that hypothesis that the people, whoever the fuck designs these cheats and makes them into this fucking cheat file that you download for RetroArch, which is very interesting. I didn't really delve into the deepness of that or the, the depth yeah. of that. The process of doing that is not just like a boop, hit a switch thing. You got to like download these fucking things. You got to go through, pick the fucking thing, pick the system and then go through and click. It's got a, a list of a million of them and you could go through and click them on and then apply changes and shit. So it's like a process to do this. It's yeah. not just like, oh, I'm just going to flick this on and off kind of thing. It's like fucking, it's a, you have to put effort into it. So it's a conscious decision that you are m- making and taking to change your game experience. So it requires a level of frustration, I think, that I'm, I'm glad that it's not so easy. And so, Dude, so... So there are actually three codes related to this. There is one for the sword heats up faster, yep. then sword heat, heats up much faster, which is the one I used, and then the one you use, the game breaker, once the sword's fully heated up, it stays at full energy. Yeah. So I feel like Using the second one, it's still it's still tough. Like I played through the fourth level, okay. you know, on the fifth level, that's when I was like, I I gotta I gotta try something else. And then <laughs> I, entered, I entered that code, and then I melted the, every boss going forward. And I was like, okay, that it was more fun, de- definitely more fun. The fun factor increased, <laughs> went up but then I felt like, is it like yeah. clearly no, not clearly not the way the developers intended to say the yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. That how how incredible is it that it happened at the same time, Jay? For us, that literally in the same exact moment of the game. That's crazy. Dude, that's crazy. That's that's purposeful design. You yeah. know that is yeah yeah. That's that's dependable research data. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I absolutely fucking vape this thing <laughs> with just those two things. Uh, I don't even think I took a hit, and it was over in like twenty seconds. Like I just fucking wow. vape this thing. So yeah, just. Fully isolated the variable. <laughs> Getting charged up. Yes. Uh, but fuck Siren. So you kill that and you you get another gold frame sequence. This time it's a close-up of Artemis's face. She says, Apollo, I still remember those days. And then it fades to her and Apollo standing in front of an ocean sunset silhouetted. You know, and it's a beautiful shot that could be, you know, some Windows 3.1 fucking screensaver or 
desktop shit. It's just beautiful <laughs> pixel art uh, of, a, of a, you know, a moment with them. Very well done. So move from that into chapter four, Fire Devildom. If you could please read the manual description for that. Fire Bee, Fire Bird, and the horrifying Himaria hotly greet you. Be ready for the searing lava that pours from Antaeus, the giant fire being. So basically, lots of fire creatures coming at you. Yeah. Another whole lot of vowels, too. Unless <laughs> that's clearly a great thing, I guess. Shit ton of vowels and names. Yes, the game description reads, Lava spewed from Antaeus's body and flowed into the lands of Gaia. Many hideous creatures lived inside this flowing lava. Fire bee, fired bird, and their ruler, Himara. Apollo swung his sword with might and fury. As we've said many times, this level is predicated on fire. Fiery place. A lake of lava, to be exact, is where you start. And there's birds flying at angles. Dragons swimming in the lava, popping off spread shots of fire. And then those homing skulls again, albeit yellow instead of green this time. And they drop you a homing upgrade early on here to help you offset this shitstorm. But it still really sucks. So yeah, so I guess it's worth noting. So I beat Siren with those cheats. And I'm like, okay, turn them back off. So... I needed oh, to beat that. Okay. Yeah, I needed okay. that to be in the battle, and then I went back to normal gameplay. So I'm playing normal again at this time. So this was difficult. <laughs> and it's the one thing really cool about this part of the game: the death aftermath sprite for the dragons too is also just like the other skeleton, the regular skeletons. Very cool. It's a broken yeah. up, like a broken up, crumbled thing remains floating in the in the lava where the body was. That's that's really cool. The floating carcass. Yep. And the magma. I love it. Yeah. And they move back and forth between pairing the dragons with either the birds or the skulls. And the clear intent with both is, yes, to give you this something to rapidly fire at so you can't charge your sword, which is quickly rearing its head as, yeah, a terrible and frustrating downside to what was originally a beautiful mechanic uh, at first. And, yes, the birds act so these two things. So you, you do still have cheats on. I have the sword faster one. Yeah, it's still it's so it's still difficult. I'm still okay. like as soon as the dragons come in at the top of the screen, I'm like. Two charges to kill this thing, like two sword okay. charges, and I gotta move on. Like it's it's still very difficult. Okay, so yeah. so you do have to still make the choice then. Yeah, so yeah. the or you could make a, a an educated uh, choice between the two, but yeah, of the two things, the skulls or the birds, I found the birds more annoying because they're faster and more numerous. Like even though they're more easily dispatched, the frequency of them is again the difficulty because it's they don't they don't matter but what they do do is complicate your ability to, to interact with the important things those dragons more prominently you know so yeah the skulls to me were less of a problem here just because they were slower you know what i mean and i could i could i could i i had the time and the possibility to circle them and charge if i needed to once I got one or two or maybe even three of them off the screen, one could be left. I could charge, get get a drop on a, a dragon, then shoot the skeleton real quick, do another charge. So, like, that possibility at least existed with the skulls. Yeah. With the birds, you got to kill them all or you're fucked, you know. So, it was uh, noticeable disparity to me. Yeah, I was I was good. I actually thought the, the skulls were harder because <laughs> just because of their weird freaking movement pattern. And I died one time and then I just didn't, I didn't save Scum or go back. I was just like, I'm just going to see how it goes. It was, <laughs> it's so much harder without the homing. Like having that homing lose, at this point, the power up, yeah. you just hold that homing and that, 
would generally help take care of a lot of things, but losing that, and it was like, oh my gosh, nope, yeah. reverting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A closing stretch on the lava lake is populated by circling death hornets and the birds, and then capped off with a couple speed and an option boost, or a couple of speeds and an option boost, if you're not safe coming as hard as I was. <laughs> where you didn't need them and all the way topped off in those departments and then you head into an arid hellscape with more skulls and these goblin heads atop poles that shoot fire at you and dude yeah this this I is where those things yep and this dude this this is when it happened this is when it clicked over to me as i kind of emotionally bottomed out and i was like i don't think i care anymore that's this mm. is when it happened these it's these are i think the biggest or the they are the apex of the rise in the game of that mechanic of the the thing and yes it's just more of that same it just felt like more of that same shit i said that to like in my head that was like oh this is just more of that same shit you know because you get to the point where there's four of them on the screen and you get and those those take multiple charges and then the skulls coming in it's kind of just like yep what is happening? Yep. I started to really fucking hate this video game right mm. now, right here. And it, it, it bummed me out, man. Uh, it really bummed me out. Because, <laughs> yeah, I it think, was just... I, I think the gap between... Hearing you say that tells me that the gap between having no cheat and having that, like, sword much... Because having that sword much faster one is so wide. Because I struggled with this, but I still made it through. And I was still, like... Okay, I'm still good. I'm still okay. But like, yeah. if you had that feeling at this point, then that yeah. that tells me that that whole that's a game changer right there. Yeah. No, I mean, I was safe scumming my fucking ass off, but I was I didn't have the cheat back on yet. Mm. The cheat cheat. So yeah, there's like ten of those pricks that you got to deal with. Those yeah. Fucking goblin pole things, and yeah, you get into the temple though, and there's no Walmart greeters in here. It's just straight to your boy and Antius, and the in-game description reads. Antius, Apollo entered Antius's temple. Then, just then, Artemis's voice echoed in Apollo's head. Apollo shot at Antius's 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 head with all his might. His weak point, just as Artemis had said, he put out the fire forever. Now what, punk ass biatch? <laughs> put out the fire forever. Yeah. So yeah, he's just this boss is just a huge humanoid torso and head made of fire. Looks like a real fucking asshole. <laughs> Dude, and this it, one, to your point earlier, Josh, this one, I died so many <laughs> times. Over and over and over. And I actually, over. it's funny to me. I mean, I died too. We're about to, you know, we're about to have a talk. But compared to Siren, I would say this is way easier and way more. Did you turn back cheats on? Slow down. Slow down, Pecos. <laughs> Slow down. So yeah, so let's yeah, let's just talk through it. So first, you, it says you get some instruction from the narrator that says, I guess maybe Artemis. She says it says attack Antius's head up top is the text, and then so yeah, you get into this boss arena, and it's not just a wide open space this time. You have the walls are covered in fire, so you can't touch those. So you can't discern that. I mean, it's on fire, so that's that's very clearly relay, uh, conveyed. You don't need to hit them first to <laughs> expect that, but. He shoots a fairly steady wall of flame projectiles that are roughly the width of his sprite, of the of, of Antius's sprite. But there's always enough space between their flight path and the walls mm-hmm. 
that you can hunker down in a safe spot as they pass without too much difficulty. So yes, you have the risk of running into the walls, but that safe space is always there. And that's knowing there's going to be a safe space of any kind is nice. <laughs> and then, yes, he does have these dual flame attacks that come shooting in at a 45-degree angles and vary, at varying heights to keep you from getting too comfortable in that safe spot. But those are... They're not impossible to avoid. So, you know, it is. it felt to me, cheat still off, it was just a matter of swooping back and forth, trying to drop power shots on his melon between those flame wall attacks. And yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was, I saw a path to victory against Siren. I saw no path to victory. So to me, this boss did not seem as hard. All that stated, it is still a struggle. And after around a dozen fails. I just turned the fucking cheats on so I wouldn't spend the remainder of my years angrily playing this video game instead of doing my job on set. <laughs> Dude, I I don't... So this one was fascinating. I, because of that little gap between the wall the, where you can sit, and because if you have the options and you have the three sword power-ups kind of trailing behind you, this is when... I spent I don't know how long fighting this boss before I realized I wasn't even doing any damage. Because you know what I mean? Like, I, I have the three sprites or the three flames coming up from my sword, and I can stand in a gap and keep shooting him. And, like, some of it's hitting his fire as it comes down. And I'm just like, am I even hitting him? Like, I did that for so long. And then once I realized I'm not hitting him until I swoop back and forth, I did it that. It does have – we don't have that bitch, do we? It, it, it does all it, the bosses. It shows you. Okay, yeah, it flashes. Yeah, all the bosses have feedback. Okay. But, like, at first, I didn't realize that. I would just, when I realized I had to be off to the side safely, right. I just kept shooting it and realizing, wait, it didn't even dawn on me until I jumped in the middle. I was like, oh, I was, wasn't doing anything. But even then, the swoop back and forth, I felt like I was fighting this boss for, like, 20 minutes, and he never died. And I saved scum. This is the only boss that I saved scum during the boss multiple <laughs> times. Because I'm like, I've been fighting him for like 10 minutes. Like, why wow. is this taking so long? Well, Jay, if it's any consolation, every boss up to this one and including this one, I was, even with the cheats on, I was safe scumming. Well, wait, not, no, not, not with the cheats on. That's a lie. Once I turn the cheats on, you can just vape these fuckers. But. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand what you're supposed to do here. Make this <laughs> not, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I mean, again, like I said, I, I saw, I figured out the... The way to kill him. I, I saw the what you have to do and was even able to execute it to some success. But not, yes, not for the duration of time <sighs> that you need to execute it at to actually kill him. So you get tired yeah. of waiting. You're like, I'm going to slip through right. this fire and like go after him. This is taking so long. And then right. you get hit. And it's like, oh. And you know what? I don't like that is. One that is so often, if you're going to criticize this one, you have to criticize probably almost every fucking boss battle of this era. That is a f oft used thing, is just you got to have discipline. You cannot fucking, I don't care how long it takes. If you just stick to the pattern, you can do it. And like, again, I, the, the, the flame attacks are too random. They're not impossible, but they're, they're random enough with only 4 HP max where. The fight's too long. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But normally, 
requiring patience of the player and saying you have to stick to this pattern is not a criticism for boss battles. And I don't want to suggest that it should be. But yes, the duration at which you have to do it here, not even just the, I guess what I'm saying is, even if you do the patient thing, I don't know how you live long enough to, 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 to accomplish this. You know what so I mean? So long. So yeah. <laughs> so, so long. So, so, I'm so empty emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, like, I, I didn't have, I didn't have infinite energy. If I died, I died, you know, and it mm-hmm. took so long. Like it just, I, I was, I was definitely. Well, if you never use that one, Jay, I can tell you, it makes it easier. <laughs> and here's so, the, it's funny too. We didn't say it, but it's not, it's not infinite energy. If the cheat reads, almost infinite energy. And I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. Because I never even saw any. And like, you know, I, granted I had the other thing on, so maybe if I don't have, if I don't have the sword thing on, you take more damage and I would have seen more of the progression to this. But I don't ever remember seeing a fucking thing like off. So I don't know how far from infinite it is, but it's fucking close. (laughs) So so think of this. So given everything we've said, how hard this is, like how long it took me, like how all this stuff is, and then I finally beat it. And then Artemis is like, you played this shit on oh, normal, yeah, homie. <laughs> start, start your ass, take your ass back to the beginning and start over on advance. Oh, and I was just good. like, no way. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. So I'm realizing how that corresponds to what we're about to. T- that's so <sighs> that's so funny to me, man. Oh, I can't wait to say this. Okay. So <laughs> so you came back and you did beat it also. So, okay. So you beat this fucking thing and it's you get Apollo beat Antius up top and then you go on to a picture frame, right? And they start with Artemis shackled. Just her head, arms, upper chest can be seen through a gap in a brick wall. But it sure looks like she's butt-ass naked back there. And... The text reads from her, her dialogue, I guess, strike from Apollo, please. Or strike them, Apollo, sorry, please. And then the screen shakes, and a number of the bricks obstructing our curious view falls away, and, or fall away, and revealing her in nothing but a goddess bikini top. And she blinks, and I'm pretty sure she's blinking suggestively, in my opinion, not just blinking. And a few times of that, and we move on to the next stage. And I think it's very important to point out here that the bikini top she's wearing now could not possibly have been below the dress she was wearing when we last no saw her full body. Right, nope. yeah. Yep. So the, like the, the cleavage cut on the dress was more than, than ample to see or would have been more than ample enough to see this bikini would have been on her in that case and and this and 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 would not have been on her then and is on her now. Like the way it's got this little bead thing in, in between, yeah. you know, no that chance. that would have shown on the dress. So Look at her. Her hands are shackled above her head. We've never seen her without her hands shackled above her head. So her hands did not conduct any wardrobe changes. Somebody came and was just like snip and like yeah. had to re- <laughs> put something and put new it on. on from, yeah, put it on from below, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Or I guess it could be a snapper. They don't have. Who knows? I, don't know if, I don't know if they have. <laughs> I don't know if they have plastic snaps yet back then or here, but in this culture, but uh, in modern days, you could do that, I guess, once you got the dress off, but. Yeah, it wasn't her doing it for sure. And I mean, she is crying and sad, very sad at this point. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and but also, it didn't occur to me, but the fact that this is the first interstitial you see after the paywall 
of beating it or playing it on advanced instead of novice is so is such an interesting choice isn't it like it's almost like a parental passcode <laughs> like a kid's not fucking doing it man you're, that's you're not making it this far like, yeah yeah man and that is interesting as fuck i think that is really interesting fuck them still because it's too hard but it is interesting <laughs> yeah that's fucking wild I'd never even thought about that before. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of it either. <laughs> I just remember being shocked that just seeing it. But just oh, like, yeah, well, yeah, dude, yeah, I'm jarring as fuck, yeah. I mean, yeah, whoever the costume designer of this show that we're fucking watching is, the trajectory we're on with wardrobe and costume design here has me thinking this game is about to get real fucking interesting. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. A long, long time ago in Greece, there was a brave man who had fought against his enemy for his lover. That is a Japanese market Mega Drive commercial for Philios. With a short add-on spot for a PC Engine game, also from Namco. And the Filios portion is in English, but the PC Engine part, or PC Engine game part, is not. And that is really fucking interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was, uh, that was a commercial, I guess. Uh, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> Something. That's probably a very American perspective. The idea that a commercial has to be in one language is a very Western perspective, likely. Maybe so. Yeah. So moving into chapter five, Icebound Soul. Fire away, Jay. Stoutly slash your way across the slippery ice flows. Can you crush Giga, the monster whose enormous strength flows from the twisted armor of defeated heroes? Wicked Skyla, frozen in crystal, makes your blood run cold. I can't, I, I, I can't wait to get your take on something in this level. The game description is Giga sprang from the hero's swords and shields, melted by Antius. It grew cold in the ice world. Apollo cut Sentinel Dragonian, dodged Giga, and moved on. So, floor is ice, obviously. Ice found soul, fucking ugh. some flying shit. At least you're not fucking ground based here, I guess, but fuck, <laughs> fuck ice levels. There's some flying shit, some more bridge minions, then don't touch Giga and Mega. I'm guessing, and am I right? Am, are those the large spiked balls? It seems weird to name those to me. <laughs> I mean, what else would they be, though? Right, exactly. You know? But it's to me, they don't they don't warrant names. They're just environmental things, you know. I mean, it, but they have to be, yeah. I mean, uh, right. Okay, so uh, I realized after a bit that I forgot to turn my cheats off after the last boss battle here in this stage, but that's because I was actually having fun playing the game for the first time in a while, and that's not a good look, Bob. So, you know, this stage would have been a nightmare without them, so just fucking left them on the rest of the game. <laughs> yep. yep. So, yeah, I mean, clearly for me, having to start back over at this point, I was like, hell no. So, I started over, and I was just like, that was so so stressful with, like, just some cheats, like, that I didn't even feel like I was cheating. So I found the start of chapter five code, entered that bad boy in, 
Nice. But I was also frustrated. And I was so like, you never, you know, so you didn't, so you actually never saw that first Artemis. But I, I still did. Like somehow I still did. Like I don't know how. I, well, but I there's still some did very similar. That. Some there's some that are very similar. You might not have seen the dress one, perhaps. Mm, I don't know. I feel like I saw. Everything. Well, you see, you, you you see her in the dress when she's yeah. shackled in stone. So you you would see that same cleavage problem that we discussed about the bikini top. So you would you right. would get that information. But there's yeah one. The first one where her bikini comes out. Uh, so, sorry. I'm sorry. You, you, the, the bikini top is also present in the one where she's... It gets further, you know. So, maybe you could see it then, too, and never have saw the one that's just her bikini top. Because the first one, you don't see her bottom. You just see her top, you know. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I think... And I don't remember now, so I can't even validate. I can't remember if her face popped up after all those things happened at the end of at the end of four i can't remember yeah i, I guess this yeah you know what i mean it, it, well, it goes, like because it, it zoomed it goes, in like because it zoomed in on her face yep, afterwards yep, yep. so like well, that's it could have thing. still that, done that, that that's the thing. thing there's like this that's exactly what's so interesting about it all is that there's this out and i certainly comment on it i guess yeah that's why talk about it why talk about it now let's just talk about it. you'll get the full scope of it for sure because i i believe me i don't i don't let yeah. that just fly by we Maybe talk not. about it yeah we're gonna talk about it so okay e- either so, way i'm either way i'm back and i'm like at this point i put in that code but i also threw on the once sword heated it stays heated up code because i was like let's just like it, it was such a struggle rim wrecking shit <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so we're we're on the same trajectory at this point. Okay. Word. Yeah. This is. Uh, I think this is about when it's about where I was when we were texting. When you texted me, it was it was morning for me. I was on the way to work. You texted and you're like, "Oh, I can I can record Saturday." And you're like, you said something about cheats. I was like, "It's so funny you say that because it was right when I <laughs> had turned them on." So uh, it's even yeah. more funny. That, I guess yeah, I went been, from, maybe, we're not going to beat maybe, this maybe to, okay, we can record yeah, now. Beat this shit in 24 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so into the temple, which has some pretty cool looking purple steps. Uh, you know, all the temples are different colors, but there was something about the purple one that, that stood out to me. Yeah. And they welcome you in here by dropping a bunch of the red spiked balls. I'm guessing those are probably the gigas. Gigas versus megas has a stalactites versus stalagmites vibe to me, I think. Uh, which do you think is Maybe which out, so. of the, out of the gigas and megas? Which do you think is which? I mean, from a technology standpoint, giga is definitely bigger. Right, exactly. So, so probably the right things, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's how uh, what I assumed as well. The walls are lined with ice spikes also, which are neither stalactites or stalagmites because they're pointing horizontal, Jay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you yeah, a definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a gigas versus instead of asking you slagtites versus slag mites, I'm now going forward gonna forever ask you gigas versus megas, uh, <laughs> and, and expect you to pick the right one out of that pr- options. Right, sounds good. <laughs> that one I'm much more familiar with. <laughs> yeah, easily more easily parsed. The enemy description for Scylla here is Apollo entered Scylla's temple. Is it Scylla? Is it Scylla's or Scylla? At first, I saw. At first, I saw. At first, I thought it was Cilia, but then I'm like, yeah, it doesn't no phonetically work like that. Yeah. So, yeah, tough to say. I would say that's SC. Probably suggests it should be soft, but that's conjecture. I clearly don't know shit about this language. So, 
so uh, Scylla's avarice caused Zeus to punish her by sealing her in the crystal. But she gained Typhon's power and ruled the ice world. So with cheats on, I just fucking wasted this thing. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a ball at the top of the screen. Before it could even move or fire off a single attack, it was dead. <laughs> so, I, I don't know what this boss entails. If you could tell us, Jay, that'd be great for the listeners. <laughs> I mean... I I melted the boss. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you what what the boss did. I mean, I'm I'm looking at a playthrough. I guess spikes flying from the side, the heads spin around and come out at you. I experienced none of that. I mean, I wasted the boss. <laughs> yeah, fucking wasted. Like it. capital M E L T E D. Melted. Yeah. Let there be light. It was great. So you move on from whatever happens in that battle for players actually uh, ruining their life enough to play that. The, <laughs> you move on from that to another frame, and it's Artemis. It's Artemis again behind a brick wall. You can sell me the whole seat, but I'm only going to need the edge. So let's go, Namco. Stop pussyfooting around. Just whip out some bare breasts here. I can feel it coming. It's clearly what you want to do. Be you, Namco. Be you. Let's do it. Yeah, at, the, at this point, dude, I just, I think I was staring at this like, whoa, what is about to happen? I had, the, I was, it's, it's maybe the most whoa. on the edge yes. of my seat I've ever been for a fucking 16 bit video game. Like, what do these motherfuckers got for us right here? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm like, how got- is this? I was like, what is the rating on this game? <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't know the NC-17 shit happened until the fucking Sega CD hit, man. Holy oh shit. Yeah, or not NC-17. Is it NC-17? What the hell were the... What was Lethal Enforcer? How did they call it? NA, yeah. It was saying something. NA or something. Yeah, some shit like that. Anyways, the bricks fall. There's no bare breasts. Yet! The bricks do come down further. And she's definitely wearing a goddess bikini bottom down there. And yeah, man, this game is fucking wild. Do you see, Jay? Do you see why I went Sega at age 11? Piss at Nintendo <laughs> Disciple. <laughs> Do you see why I made the choice I made? And how educated and responsible a decision it was. <laughs> fair enough. Given, yeah. given the options and being able to see and evaluate, I too. In, in retrospect, I, yes. I too. I made a poor decision at the time. I would love to know... How many preteen boys devised solutions for capturing this screenshot so they could have it available to them longer than the three seconds it's on screen this far into the game? Like, get the play. Fucking get the Polaroid. Get the fucking Polaroid. I'm about to beat him. I'm about to, I paused it. I'm about to beat him. Get the fucking Polaroid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't ask questions. And don't fuck it up. I can't. Beat this guy again. Do you know what? We worked all morning for this. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, because it's so hard, you know? It's so hard oh, to get here. It would be such, like, I, I can't think of something more high drama for a fucking 11 year old than, Dude, like, trying you, to get. <laughs> were you able to ever rent Game Genies? Because at one point, no, we, we were talking about rent this. I never the saw Game that. Genie. Yeah. And, like, the idea of, like, no, I got to take the Game Genie back this afternoon. Like, mom's taking it back. Like, this is our only shot. Like, yep. And oh, dude, well, that the beauty of the you fucking get to you can take that real far. Like the whole like the devising of a plan. Like they're like, you see at the store and like okay, like oh, game genes at the store, right? And then like you're sitting there, you play this game, and you fuck that happens. You're like, fuck, I want to. God damn it, I need that. All right, so <laughs> like you know, like, you and you, like, you try like you're not gonna immediately come up with oh, I'm gonna go to, next time I'm at the rental store. I'm going to have to talk mom into both renting Filios because I didn't buy this shitty game. No way. Uh, I'm going to have to talk mom into renting both Filios 
and the game genie. I have to explain why that's important. You have to pair them together. They can't be used separately. <laughs> I have to go with this whole story of how I'm going to make that happen and talk mom into it, get it home, figure out the cheat codes. And like, you don't know for sure. We don't know what, the, I mean, yes, we have all the game genie codes now, but you don't even know if Philios is in the manual. You don't have the internet to look him up. You don't, I guess, maybe you could talk those motherfuckers at the rental store into letting you look at the book before you rent it. I doubt it. But <laughs> the possibilities are there. Like, what could it be? Like, <laughs> what else? Right, exactly. So then you just sit at home, you're just devising shit, trying to cook up codes to help you out. Like, oh, there's just so many layers to it. Yeah. That, uh, oh, God, it's so good. It's such a good, it's a, it could be a sh- fucking... It could be a feature film. <laughs> yeah, the whole story arc is there. It's incredible. Oh, so good. So, so, so good. So, yeah, we need to stop dilly-dallying around, Jay, and get to the end of stage six so we can see where this is going. <laughs> so, tell us about the, the manual description for chapter six, Watchdog in Hell, which is a phenomenal stage name for a video game. Yes. Watchdog in Hell. An avalanche of stones tumbles toward you. Hurled by earth demons. At the river, the water tarantula eyes you nastily. Beware of its rapid attack. Triple-headed Cerberus, the watchdog of the underworld, awaits you. I will say, out of all the times I've encountered Cerberus in a video game, this was the least menacing. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's situational, but just Well, it. no, actually, you know what? The Cerebus in Final Fantasy were kind of peons too if you recall in the they were in gurgu's volcano they were just like a, a grunt in gurgu's volcano yeah but at least they looked cool if i remember well, they were like yeah kind of bull things you know. know yeah but anyways the manual or game description rather is in a in watery world red bat flew and earth demons threw huge rocks water tarantulas looked as it was going to run past the water what i had to have t- i had to have mistyped that suddenly turned around and attacked apollo so the river that leads to the land of the dead is very nice looking river, I think. Jay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're beautiful. It's yeah, like this you is can a, just this sit and enjoy it. Yeah, this is a great looking stage. The water animation, the flowing animation, like it looks great. There's these really cool Roman ruin platforms and statues all over the place. Yeah, fucking and awesome. the color contrast, even the details yep. of the moss on the columns is really good contrast against the moving water. Water and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's all, you know, it's a, we talked to, it's, it's, I don't know, it, it, it holds true on, across so many systems. It's like the, water is always just, a, it always looks great. Like, I don't know why that worked. I guess blue is just a good color, I guess. But, you know, we talked about that with Dragon Warrior. Like, there's just so many times we've talked, like, the water looks great. And yeah. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, remember we talked in the cave, how, like, the waterfall in that was beautiful. It looked really mm-hmm. fucking good. I don't know why that always works out so well. I didn't realize, honestly, as you were reading, we were reading these descriptions, you and I both, I, they were talking about the, the tarantulas, and I was like, what the, I was like, now that I think about it, I never fucking, what the fuck are those? I never encountered those, but that's those things flying up out of the water, and I never knew, I never, they did not, the tarantulas is the wrong word for those, those are just blobs of Because they're just like, yeah, yeah. like splotches, you, you, yeah. they're fast, so you yeah. don't. Yeah, when I wrote I this down, them. yeah, when I wrote that description down, uh, the game description, and water tarantula, I thought it was going to be like a mini boss or something, and there was going to be this big, huge spider. Uh, nope. to, to battle, yeah, not not the case. Just a grunt enemy in the level. So yeah, they fly. You can see them. It is cool. I like that you can see them coming. They, it's it's the same as those grubs 
back in that sky in stage three. Like you can see them yep. coming underneath you and then they're going to fly up. You don't know where up out of the water and fly back at you. So it, it's a cool presentation of them, even if it's not as cool as a big spider would have been. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, there's also some little Oompa Loompa looking motherfuckers throwing boulders from the platforms throughout. And they kind of reminded me because when you shoot them, they plunk down into the water behind it. They're a little reminiscent of the shooting gallery dudes on the bridges to me. Um, yeah. This level goes on for so goddamn long. Without cheats, I am certain it would have been fucked. <laughs> Dude, just like yeah. staying focused the whole time. Yep, it's the only way. Yep, it's it's not, and that's the thing too. It's not like I don't feel even you know. I'm, there's a little bit of guessing going on this because you have the cheats on, so of course it's easier. But like, it didn't feel like there were, it you know, there, like these. It was a f- relatively wishy-washy combination of those dudes throwing the rocks and uh i'm sure those were hard to kill without the fucking shit turned on high but they were you know they're spaced out they were smaller they were throwing rocks it wasn't a fast clip and then you just have the tarantula things to deal with and some bird stuff like that would have been one hit one hit quit things so it's you know comparatively i bet without the cheats it would not has been on a moment-to-moment basis is hard but the length of it certainly would have sucked for no no, no question yep. eventually the shit stacks up the temple comes up right out of the water has a few statues out front of it and there's nothing do it inside so you get to the boss battle there's no walmart greeters the game description of cerebus cerebrus cerebrus is actually Cerebrus. i've always said not that i've always i've always misread it it's cr B E R U S. Yes. Cerebrus. I always I basically took out the E most of my life, I think. Hmm. The second E, sorry. Cerebrus is what I've always thought. So Cerebrus. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Apollo entered Cerebrus's temple, ferocious three headed Cerebrus. <laughs> now, now it feels weird coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Be, <laughs> begot by Typhon and Echidna was the watchdog of the land of the dead. Typhon sent Cerebrus. <laughs> I can't say it now. To the dark world's gate. It looks pretty cool. Not real sure how to describe it, though. It does have three heads you have to blow up, and then a thing that floats around and morphs between what appears to be an eye and a big ball of flame is kind of like the the second phase of it. And I'm pretty sure, it's hard to tell when you have every fucking cheat turned on, but I'm pretty sure it can only take damage when an eye form, not the flame form, you know what I mean? And then there's also lasers and shit flying around. Uh, ho-hum, show me Artemis is kind of how I felt at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a couple things. So first, I've always understood Cerberus to be like the three-headed dog. This is definitely not a dog. Right. You know, so I was kind of like, that's why I mean, like, this is very much like a what am I looking at type of thing. Also, watching a playthrough, there's so much more mechanics of this fight than I experienced at all. I smoked Cerberus so quickly. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching. I'm actually my my play video is on the stage five boss, the the last one, and I'm watching all the shit that happens. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so glad I didn't deal with all this. The right? circling and the spikes flying on shit. Like I didn't see any of that. That's so good. I didn't but, see any. Like so, I yeah, barely sorry. saw what the what the heads even looked like. Like you know what I mean? I nuked them. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's the power speaks to the power of having that charged sword like i nuked it so quickly oh uh, yeah same for me yeah it definitely yeah, I, yeah I didn't see any heads either i nuked all the heads way before they were able to do anything of importance yeah 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 okay. I'm, I'm sure it's super fun though battling it normally she so artemis is here afterwards thankfully but it's only a close-up of her face <laughs> and that had to be 
And her shoulders. Just, the sh- it's cut like right above yeah, her chest sure. line. Right, yeah. It just had to be the most brutal bait and switch for 12-year-olds, you know? Like, again, I felt, I felt, I felt the trajectory. <laughs> I felt it. They had me on it. I was fucking cruising, and I couldn't wait to get to that next step. And then they, they pull this on you. It had to be just like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you know, it had to be so hard to emotionally weather as a 12-year-old uh, with no internet to turn to instead. Right. So get the, uh, she says, get the light sword, Philios. It is somewhere in Gaia. And that's it. No nip, no nothing. You're moving on to Chapter 7, the, t- the Temple of Typhon. Only a true hero can make it this far. Your most terrifying battle begins now. Gather the seven scattered fragments to restore Philios to its purest power. Now, vanquish Typhon or drown. On the game side, it reads, if you don't get the Sword of Light, you can't defeat Typhon. <laughs> that, that's that's be- beautifully blunt. I, that's You have to appreciate that. Furthermore, find the sword of Philios that was broken into seven pieces, said Artemis. At last, Apollo managed to collect seven pieces, which is redundant, I think. The light sword Philios glowed again due to Apollo's bravery, not the seven pieces. Kind of seems like it's glowing because of the seven pieces, not of Apollo's bravery. I guess it's possible that it wouldn't glow for someone else if you found the seven pieces. I don't feel like anyone but Apollo could find seven pieces. We could talk through this forever. We could talk right. ourselves in circles here with this elaborate, uh, many-layered narrative that we're experiencing. This stage is weird, Jay. It's very slow and plotting. Like, very slow and plotting. It's fucking weird to me. Like, there's all this environmental shit that you can shoot to carve out by... Sh- or you can shoot to carve out, like, space for you to fly around to avoid all these disembodied hand forearms that, by the way, are obviously schmauer doves, these sprites. Because what else would you populate hell with than schmauer doves? <laughs> so you're, you're just trying to, yeah, just stay alive to creep to the sword letters is really all you're trying to do here, which are, yes, found in these gold spheres you can pop. They're very easy to identify. Yeah. And then they turn into pickups that look just like the... All the other pickups you've had in the game, only they have a red center instead of a blue center. And here's the thing. Like we said that, you know, how could you possibly miss them? I think if you're playing without cheats, this is clearly much more difficult. And then also the complicating matter is they they, they often put two of the spheres on screen and one of them can have a or will have a blank dummy in it. That and, and, and the other one has the actual letter inside. So it's like to get the drop mm-hmm. on you. So, you know, there's no punishment for grabbing the dummy other than the wasted time and effort. But if you don't have your shit powered up and you're not just vaping everything on the screen immediately, you might not be able to carve out the path to, if you go for the dummy one and you pop it and you see it's a dummy, you might not have the time or bandwidth or whatever to get to the other one in time before it clips off screen and and actually get the letter. So I think that we have to be careful and couch the idea that it's ever so simple to. That's that's fascinating. I didn't even, I assumed, like, I didn't even assume the blue ones were dummies. I just assumed I was getting something out of that, whether it was oh, points no. or I power did. or something. I just they grabbed have, everything. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, me too. But that's, you know, you, when you when you get... Like when you when you pick up a letter, 
you can, I mean, you clearly see it. Populates you see that, yeah. In, yeah, it populates in the top right of the screen. So you know you're not getting letters, and you can discern that you're not getting any new attack. You're not getting a life. You're not getting any points. You're not Dude, getting anything. I, I don't know. At this point in the game, I was getting a lot of extra lives. So Me I too. wasn't really, I wasn't really sure. Like, like I said, like, that, like it was giving that, me points because I wasn't paying attention. That's I probably like, the, yeah. That that yeah. I I noticed that escalation too. I didn't jot it down, but that's probably a points based thing. Like shit's probably worth more points, so you're hitting the fifty thousand so. increments so. more frequently. You know, later in the game. I can see yeah. that being the catalyst. My point is, I was just grabbing it. I had no idea what was happening, but I was just grabbing it and keeping moving. You know. Yeah, but I think so. You know, it it, it might be pop or possible. Mm. I think to to miss them if that you don't have all these. I could see that these things greasing the wheels for you. Uh, so yeah, when you cop that S to finish out the sword, which populates letter by letter in the top right, as I mentioned, the sword blast does get legit. Once you power up with this. Your your power up attack is only a little, maybe a little. It's probably actually a little bit less, even I would say, than your widest possible normal power attack with two diamonds. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, it just doesn't cover more ground, which you would expect the most powerful thing to cover more ground, but it, it does not. But it does. It, there's no question. It does more damage, you know. And like, and it's funny. I, so I'm playing with cheats here. So it didn't even occur to me at first that that powered up attack wasn't just always the attack. <laughs> Once you got the Filio sword, you know what I mean. So I was like, I played it for a while, and I was like, oh, I should probably check and see if it's any different, just for the sake of podcasting research. And yeah, you turn it off, and like, yeah, it's it's just a peon little fire thing when you're not powered up, even with the Filio sword. So that doesn't, you know. I don't think I actually did that until I got into the battle with Typhon either, too. So, like, oh, you know, really? Yeah, once I tried, did that quickly and tried to do a battle without that. It's like, fucking, wow. Oh, I, I just That's did it all the way through. Impossible. I just did it all the way through and then wondered, like, I wonder how different that would have been. You know what I mean? Like, after the fact. So, yeah. I'm sure watching a playthrough, like, I didn't even know that either. You know, that it was right. just a powered up. But it makes sense. It makes sense. Because you can't be, otherwise, the final battle is just a cakewalk. Yeah. So. Coming into this, again, I'd gotten through what stage five and six with the cheats on the whole time. I come into this, I'm like, okay, it's stage seven. I want to fuck. Oh god, I didn't even... <laughs> the pop, the the Schmauer doves turn into. If you shoot them with a normal sword, they turn into four small hands without the forearms that fly orange and they fly around at you. Oh, they're I'm such wa- a pain. I'm watching the video. They're see, I didn't, I didn't see those because I, I guess... I thought oh, you I turned, didn't? Yeah, oh. I thought I turned my cheats back off, but I guess I didn't because I never saw them. I somehow did still see them the whole time. I don't really? know. I don't know what happened there, yeah. Yeah, I was just... Maybe, I, maybe I just would like not... You know what it was? Yeah, that's what it was. stop shooting. So I didn't I shoot them. The I, they were so easy to avoid. I never shot them. I think that's actually what it was. Yeah, because yeah, I turned the cheats mm. back off. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so I don't think yeah, I don't think I ever shot one, dude, because they were so easy to avoid. Why would you? You know, they come on the screen where you're at, like very reliably. So they when they first clip on, they're like already homed onto you, but they don't change flight path. They're just a straight line, whether horizontal or vertical flying. So super easy to avoid, you know. Uh, as long I as think you're... I assume they would always come at me, so I just anticipate whenever I see them come on screen and expect the the spread to happen, I would just like aim and just take them out. So I would just. I didn't even try to avoid because I had the power. I was just like, I'm just going to charge and go at him. Cause I didn't know how long the Felios sword was going to last, but I assumed 
Oh, I, I wouldn't make I, me I go through all this, and like I assumed it was, I would still be able to. Keep yeah, you need the it boss. for the. Yeah, you need it for the final boss. Yeah, yeah so I, yeah, I fully expected that it was a permanent thing once it happened. But the insta death bottlenecks eventually give way to open area with more of the shit you can shoot, the green stuff, and yeah, this is a uh, this is where I try actually. Yeah, so this is where I tried turning my sword power cheat off to see what this would be like and that green shit does not give way easily to standard attacks <laughs> so uh, yeah so it would be super hard without the shit on going through here no question so yeah cheats back on thank you very much and then into the temple which has a starfield background despite looking like all the others from the outside so you're going into a space area and you typhon comes on screen not long thereafter and the game description for this is Apollo entered Typhon's temple. Typhon spewed words of hatred and attacked Apollo. It seemed as if Typhon filled the entire dark world. To save Artemis, Apollo raised the sword Phileos over his head. And Typhon has chaos from Final Fantasy vibes. Hardcore, I think. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, this huge purple gargoyle purple. body type. Yeah, horns, talons, wings, etc., etc. Well done, though. No complaints on, on his looking like he's going to be a daunting task. Very good sprite design with him. And I turned the cheats off. Yeah, you retro game Nazis out there that were going to try to roast me for not doing so and, and, ta- and taking on the, the final battle without cheats. and uh, Or would have been roasting me for doing the last four levels with them on. Uh, I should probably word it um, and then turning them off here because that certainly happened. But So yeah, when it first started and those little cross-legged dude, mage dudes were appearing... And I could just vape them. Like they, they, they're, they're not frequent enough that you can, you have plenty of time to power up. So yeah. I could vape them with a single charge attack. And you know, once those are gone, he starts an attack loop that involves him floating around, releasing these orbs of energy towards the bottom of the screen. And you can vape right through these with a charge attack and get licks on his head. And he does this, like as you're doing that, he does this epileptic color changing thing between purple and blue. And I think that looks very cool. Uh, different color palettes. And then you, once you do that a handful of times, he goes into this phase where he closes his wings up and, and pops off three or four beams of green energy that are much harder to avoid. But you can if you create some distance with him first, you know. So, like, you know, I'm I, 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 again, I see this and I'm not, like, dying instantly or anything. Uh, so I probably did, I don't know, again, maybe a half dozen, I'll call it, fucking tries on this. And, like, you know, I was... I seem, I was blasting and like getting hits in and like attacking him but there's no you don't know how long these things are going to last there's no feedback on on how much he has left or if you are really doing damage or not you know so or i mean he is flashing so you do know you're yeah, doing you know damage flash. Yeah. but you don't know what that means numerically you know the math behind it is is is, is opaquely kept from you so you know i didn't I felt like I the battles went on a long time and I laid down a lot of power hits on him and he wasn't fucking dead and I was just kind of like fucking over it man psych like I'm I'm cheats fucking back on disciples like fuck this I'm not I'm not ruining my life here with any more of the shit you know so like like yeah I mean I think I honestly think if I'd have really dug in my heels and this wasn't happening yesterday and we didn't have to record today and I really wanted to power through it I think I might have been able to like again it was like it seemed traversable this battle it was not like the siren fight you know it seemed like it was doable but uh, i just would have taken the time to bang my head against it uh, a la count dracula in castlevania style yeah this whole we've been this whole time we've been talking about the boss battle i've been watching a boss battle it's still happening (laughs) it's still going on it is not he's still not 
or they are just still not finishing. I so. watch it one too, and I the Nintendo Nintendo Complete or whatever uh, channel one, and it seemed like it actually was pretty fast. I'm a little bit perturbed by really? how fast it was. No, um, this one I mean, it wasn't it wasn't fast fast, <laughs> but it was faster than I expected it to be. But yes, with the cheats on, holy fuck, you can fate this dude. It's like so when you shoot him with the power attack. He backs up off the screen. Yeah. And you can basically just park him off the screen. And if you're shooting power attacks, I don't like I don't know what it is. And here's the thing. This happened a lot, and we haven't brought it up yet. But when you play with the cheats on, you play with no fear. And with each one, like the those two that I actually had tried without cheats, first, I saw things that I could do that you can probably also do without the cheats on that would have made the fight easier. And this, that happened here. Because when he went into the mode with the closed wings where he'd shoot the green shit before I turned the cheats back on, I was just in pure evasion mode. I was not trying to lay attacks down. But when you have the cheats on and you can just dump on him constantly, he was never even getting those green beams off. So I think if you're hitting him when he's closed winged enough or the right way, I think you can negate those even happening. And... I didn't even I didn't know there were green beams. I didn't see them at all until right. watching this video. Right. I didn't even know. Yeah. So I stand think right if, in front of them. Right. I think if you can do that, or if you're ballsy enough to do that, I should say, you this fight might get easier and 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 and, and more conquerable. Uh, but I certainly that would have yeah I was I was in total evasion mode before I had the cheats on for for that mm. part of them. So. Yep, but yeah, you've, like I said, vape him with fucking cheats on for sure. And he blows up, and after he disappears, he leaves a black silhouette on the Starfield background that he was flying around on. Looks very cool, I think. And this is cool, too. It didn't occur to me that there was a difference. But instead of Apollo beat Typhon, it reads, Apollo beat Typhon at last. They tack on that little little button there. Yeah, at last. <laughs> yep, and then there's no fucking around, Jay. It's reward time. You cut straight to a near buck naked Artemis, and sh- like she's still in the shackles, but there's no view obstruction. There's no brick wall. It's just as buck naked as legal would let us do, <laughs> you know, uh, with with the reward here. And she says, "You have come, Apollo." And then there's some kind. This is where they put the voice sample. Where you weren't able to discern what that was, were you? Yeah. Yeah, there's some sort of voice sample they put here, and then it fades to another mid-shot of Artemis. She's finally unshackled and in some different wardrobe, though it is still a very low-cut top, and there's plenty of cleavage showing. And a somber music score starts up. And we hold on this shot of her with nothing else on screen for a very, very, very uncomfortable period of time. Uh, it's fucking a really long time. And to make it even weirder, she's blinking every couple of seconds the whole fucking time. And, you know, if at least if it was a static shot, you could internalize this as just a photo. But the animation of her eyes and her, like, her doughy-ass eyes blinking and just staring at you makes this moment play out in real time. And it is way too long. It's weird. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Dude, did, you try pressing, did you try pressing buttons during this? No. No. I, it, I did. And it just said, be patient. So I was like, what? what is going on really? right now? Yeah, yeah I no, was I, very I would never try to accelerate through the, the, the in sequence. It's actually kind of nice on here, 
on the handheld because I could hit the menu bug. You hit both the, the analog sticks, you press them down, and it brings up the RetroArch menu, and that freezes the game, but you can still see the game screen behind you. So for playing a podcast, that was one bonus aspect of playing it this way is I could stop it at any time without having to pause the game. So I could it made it easier to take notes, you know, but I'm never trying to power through the end sequence because I'm always trying to take notes well, on this fucking... <laughs> well, I wouldn't either, but because, to your point, it was so, it was so long. long. Like, yeah, how do we... And, what's, and yeah. the screen's kind of like half opaque, so I was like, is it stuck? Like, is it... <laughs> I, was, I was really not sure. Yeah. So it was just kind of like the be patient and then finally uh, I love you. You know, yeah. like finally, like 20 minutes later. Whatever. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no. And yeah, it is not an exaggeration. And I think this is probably even lowballing it. It's 30 seconds on that screen of her just blinking and looking at you. It's fucking weird. It's a weird creative choice and a half of what is already a wildly objectified character. Right? You know? Like, it's, are you it's, just, you're just trying to bear, like, burn the image of her <laughs> breast up into my mind. That's like, what, is, yeah. what else is happening? Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. And then, yeah, at the end of it, too, she, like, the last five seconds of it, maybe, maybe even a little longer, she starts closing her eyes longer. It's like a, you know, she's, yeah. it's not a blink anymore. It's like she's closing her eyes and holding them closed for a second. And like it does that. And then her eyes finally close completely and stay that way for the shot to fade out. It's fucking weird, dude. It is so weird to me. It was such a weird sequence. And then, yeah, the next shot, it cuts to a piece of ruled paper. And it's not quite grade school notebook paper but it's really close and i don't feel like this printed kind of paper would have existed in this story world you know what i mean yeah but on that paper that's otherwise blank beside the rule the the ruling reads i love reads not i love you it's just love you right i'm not loving you actually oh it's okay loving you yes exactly (laughs) so yeah a little weird uh but it's written in this like perfect cursive in the middle of the pa- the paper, followed by a drawn heart in the same ink. And you have to assume this is Artemis, of course. She ignored the rule of the paper and wrote diagonally like a fucking barbarian, you know? <laughs> and then there's here's the thing that really bothered me as an anal retentive prick. There's also a lipstick smooch above the writing, which you mentioned. But it is perfectly aligned with the horizontal ruling. <laughs> you know, so like, she wrote diagonally. <laughs> yeah, she wrote diagonally and then kissed the paper acknowledging the structure. <laughs> you know, just like it was, uh, it was sorry. It's like, why is she writing me a note? This is weird. Yeah, like, exactly. You just rescued like, her. Are we not together? Right. Like, what yeah, what the fuck is going on here? So yeah, it cuts from that to a wide shot above the clouds at night. A castle silhouette can be seen in the distance poking up through the cloud layer on the left-hand side. And then fireworks start popping up above and uh, uh, in the the above the clouds there. And then Apollo and Artemis ride in on Pegasus from screen right, also silhouetted against the clouds and they're riding horizontally towards the castle. Uh, there's no perspective change or anything and the credits start rolling up in the night sky too with the fireworks and we get maybe 12 to 15 names fade in and out and then they wrap it up with a congratulations center mass and that stays on screen and once that happens you get like a little bit more of just them flying and then they get to the middle part the middle point on the screen and the fireworks stop and the silhouette of them changes directions and starts flying off away from our perspective so it gets like smaller towards the castle and i mean it's again visually just fucking really impressive and really good 
in-game payoff, I think, for a 16-bit game. And then once they get all the way to the castle, uh, the text changes to see you again someday. <laughs> the closing button, which is fucking weird. Here's our IP. Let's go yep. take it and uh, do something cool with it. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they cut back to the game mode difficulty select screen after this, revealing a third mode has become available. They are calling expert mode, and no thanks, Namco, but I appreciate I appreciate the gesture. <laughs> <laughs> Stage three theme, Sky of Pelbolios, bringing us into the blessing. What do you think, I think Josh? Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're first. I think I think I had to talk about whatever the fuck we played last. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so pretty easy for me. Uh, I'm going to give this a yes. This gets the blessing. Uh, did I have fun? I did have fun. It definitely got harder, like I said, pretty pretty early on, and that, that difficulty escalated, and... I think with the Game Genie codes, it made it better, and I didn't feel like I was cheating until we got that Game Breaker one. When Whenever we had that, it definitely made it easy. It, it made the bosses too easy, but at the same time, my fun level increased. So I, I, I have to appreciate all the story that they put into this, all the colorful sprites, you know, everything about it. Got colorful sprites like this one behind me, Jack? Like that one, very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Blondes, you know, are great. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly the big purple guy. No, don't worry, me. Jay. I'll, I'll, don't worry, Jay. I'll edit that out. <laughs> no, but I mean, this is, it, it's, uh, again, we played a lot of a flying, scrolling shooters last episode, and Again, this just has so much more to it, and we always talk about how the Genesis has the vibrant color, and I would say the music here does is not the best music, especially yeah, going through it. I was a little disappointed. Kind of a too. downside. Yeah, yeah. It was not great. But, you know, part of what I like about flying shooters, flying shmups sometimes, is really, I know we've talked before about how a lot of times it has to have some level of complexity for there to be fun, rather than just kind of flying around. But I think also... Sometimes I enjoy just the Zen aspect of all I have to do is hold down this button and avoid the stuff on the screen and I'll get bigger, better power ups and holding down a button will do more damage, but I want to just be able to Zen and do that. And I think having that charging up the sword aspect of this definitely made it tougher and just made things very much, you know, it, it really made it hard at, at times. But again, having the game genie code to compensate for that made the fun there now does it deserve the blessing just because we have game gene codes readily available online that we can just easily look up and put in i don't know i still think the story and everything else around it makes it still a strong candidate for the blessing if you if i if i had to play this without the game genie i'd still have fun but I definitely would not play it through to the end. I, I think, you know what I mean? Like, unless I just had a goal, I'm trying to play it through to the end, like no matter what, you know, trying to get it done in two weeks, you know, with other responsibilities, like, no, no. I think we took three, but 
I think I think it applies nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot, man. But still a yes, huh? But still a yes, yeah. Because, again, the artwork, the story, everything else about it, the sprites, like, I enjoyed – like, I actually enjoyed looking at the sprites. A, a game that I always talk about when we come to flying vertical scrolling shooters, uh, Xevious, you know, very early generation, you know, Nintendo, Atari kind of scrolling shooter. I love that game. And it's graphically so much, you know, subpar to this. And this is so much more superior. Um, it still had that level of fun to it. It's just, yeah, that the charging of the sword. It, it I, I got used to that mechanic and just automatically charging it all the time, you know. But I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth. I'm in my mind. I'm like, that definitely is a drawback. That's a huge drawback. I will say, um, but it was still fun. Okay, that's. I'm I'm glad that you went first because I think I'm surprised that. <laughs> That you get given the blessing. You know, before I even get my shit down, so my the play video that I have playing here in the corner of my screen, uh, after it, it finished the Genesis one, automatically clicked over to the arcade version. So uh, I'm seeing it here as as I was as you were telling your blessing story, and it's interesting, dude. It's like some aspects. I think the Genesis one is better. It's first of all, it's on one of those shooter. Where the monitors turn sideways and the, oh, the long really? version, yeah. So it's one of the tall screens, and that changes. It kind of constricts everything hmm. horizontally a little bit because of that, which I think would make would really make fucking ugh, the difficulty suck more to not have some more room horizontally. But hmm. yeah, some aspects look better. Some aspects look worse. I think than the Genesis. So it's definitely not a one to one like Strider was. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. I'm watching it. There's definitely some differences. The fucking the that glass window, that part looked beautiful, dude. It looked so cool on the fucking arcade version here. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I'm definitely going to download that and check that out. Anyways, we'll talk about that in upcoming what we're jamming on now, perhaps uh, how it compares in actual play. But as far as the Genesis version goes here, I don't know, man. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I, I don't think I don't I can't for the fucking like the. I can't factor in my experience getting better with Game Genie codes. I can't. That's not. I can't do that. That's not. I cannot. That that just infringes on every principle I think I have about what deserves the blessing and not. And I don't think this, after those first couple of levels, and those were very fun, those first couple of levels. And yeah, it, it looks fucking beautiful. And I, I mean, you know how much I respect the effort towards story. Like, I, I, I want to praise it. I do. I am praising it endlessly for that. That's such a good effort, especially for a shmup, man. But this game is not fun. It's that, again, that mechanic that makes it different and cool ends up failing it on the back end of the play. And... It's not fucking fun. It's just not fucking fun unless you can just vape things. And like, if I don't want to fucking, if I can't slash don't want to battle the final three bosses of a video game, it's not a good video game. Yeah. That's fair. They did a lot of things that are great. And I don't know if you make it as simple as like, it needed a little more 
QC before it's out the door and they balance it a little better or, you know, if it is that simple. Like I said, it's so interesting to me that, like, we kind of nailed down that fucking where it happens and how it corresponds to the story they wanted to tell and the graphics they wanted to use. That's super interesting that, like, if that's a conscious choice, like, it's got to be harder so young kids can't find it. And, like, that's such a crazy decision to make. But it was a time, again, like so many other things about this game and any game of the time, like, there are no standards for so many things or so many... There's, there's no there's no rote ways of doing these things yet. So there are no common industry expectations. So, like, you know, everyone's just kind of like, oh, fucking, like, you know, they're trying to take a responsible approach and, like, that's the way they're going to do it. It's like that fucking poster thing on Technocop. It's like... Having kids having to write in their age on a fucking order form that you're never gonna check before, like that's insane. That you, okay. that that is even bo- that you're bothering to do that, you know. So like I totally believe that it's a possible choice affecting the actual difficulty and rest of the game experience. Like I totally buy that that is a conscious choice that a developer, a development team could get pushed into by legal or whatever. I totally buy that's possible, but that doesn't make it okay. And, you know, we are looking at these things as a cohesive experience. Uh, the entire, the marketing, the fucking development, the, everything. We're looking at the whole picture here. And uh, I don't think I can do it, dude. I, I just, yeah, again, I, I don't even, I can't even imagine how unpleasant of an experience it would have been to play those last three levels and how long it could have, would have taken me to be able to talk knowledge about the experience of playing them. Like, I just can't even imagine how much work that would have been, you know, and that's not how video games are supposed to be. (laughs) I I guess, I guess that is a philosophical question then, because to the, if we're, you know, looking at it just from the lens of like playing it back in the day, like that is very different blessing outcome versus, Hey, is this, am I going to put this on my game worth playing list? And put in a game genie code like that. Yeah, I'm gonna absolutely do that and have fun right. and smash stuff and it's cool. But yeah. if it's but to the normal questions I ask, like would I consider playing it again for fun? Yeah, like under those parameters or via remastered version. Yes. Would I recommend it to someone else? Only if they have yeah. the game only, genie. Only, or yeah, only if they know how to turn on their cheats. Like you got to go to Kega Fusion and kick that game <laughs> genie. Person. Like if you don't do that. Like yeah. you can definitely do it. Just got to know what you're walking into. You know? So, so when I when I log our <laughs> when I log our blessings for this episode, do I need to put an asterisk next to your yes? <laughs> that's that's a man. That's an interesting uh, uh, question. That, that, that's another philosophical question, right? Like I want to like it. I want to like it so much because I did. I enjoy do too, it, man. I just, just like I said. I told you. I was. I. I am not joking. I'm not. That was not just theatrics. Like I needed this. Now three hour and forty five minute experience here. Or I guess we started a little late. Some three three and a half hour experience here, talking through it piece by piece to arrive at the place I'm at uh, emotionally uh, and 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 what I want my my final stance on this to be. But yeah, I yeah. Your, man, I, I almost feel like I need to take the blessing away now. Like, <laughs> well, honestly, yeah. Like thinking about it, because there well, were definitely the, the, moments. The, the 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 we don't think about it like this. Our <laughs> King Lorik blessing segment in these game episodes. If you were to think about it in an analogous way, it's happening in, in a uh, a medieval castle boardroom of sorts, mm. wherever they make their decisions. You know, the teams get together. How, whatever kind of what do they call it? The no, Senate. No, the, the Senate. Yeah, yeah. The Senate. But there's a name for the space. It might be Senate. I don't know. Whatever the case. These people, these decision makers, sit in a room and they talk. And then once the decree is made. 
It has to be put to paper. And then whoever, you know, catalogs it or puts it into a public, like this is now law, you got to put it in the envelope and you got to seal it with the the wax. (laughs) Until the wax seal happens, nothing is set in stone. So you don't have to, you can say whatever, hear everyone else state their case and still have a moment to go, hold on. New shit has come to light. <laughs> I, th- I think that's important. Don't, I think that's the right way to look at it. It's yeah. There, there, I had fun. There's so much about it, but there were definitely moments where, even when I used the sword, heats up much faster, and it was still tough. And that fire boss was still taking me 30 minutes to be, and all that. Where it was a struggle, and I was like, I don't want to keep certain enemies come on screen. It's like I have to charge up again. Like I can't. I like it was so much effort. That the fun factor was definitely going downhill until yeah. I put that game breaking code in and that kind of changed. Yep. You know, so maybe, yeah, yeah, if you don't have a game genie, it's, I, I'm, I'm just frustrated at yep. some point. Yep. And, and I that's, you away. know, and, and I think this here, here, thing too, like there are games I want hard. I want to feel like I achieved something. I want to feel at times in that process where that, I, that maybe I can't do this. You know, I want that uncertainty. That's commendable to me. There are genres where that plays out better than others. Shmups mm. inherently are more about having a fun experience. It's more yes. important for there to be a delicate understanding of player experience in a shmup than there is about the delicate play experience of an RPG or of a even an action platformer. Like there, I think that a flying a, a, a shmup might be the most important. Like it, it really needs to have a rhythm for yes. it to work and be good. And I think the rhythm of this game falls for or the, the, the understanding of players experience and the rhythm they are need to going to need to establish to enjoy this game and be able to be successful enough in it to enjoy it. I think they fucked that up. And I think that is a core need to be a good shmup. And I don't think they did it here. And that yep. is the, the chief problem. You know yep. what I mean? I think, I think I've settled on it. I think it, I think it fails. I think it doesn't get the blessing because there was a core moment when. And it was, were, it was for us. It was the same thing. That's the thing too. It's, it's, it's like, that's how, again, that's how you know it's reliable data that two players, no fucking collusion whatsoever at the exact same moment go, you know what? Fuck this. This doesn't, this isn't working. You know, I'm not having fun. I'm changing the way I do this. Uh, and I'm taking it outside what the develop, the, the toolbox, the developers gave me to experience it. You know, that's, that's, that's an, that's a third party tool. That's not, they didn't Dude. give that to us. And we're giving the blessing to them, not to the game genie makers. <laughs> that's true. That is true. And yeah. a day later I came back and I was like, I wanted to play it and kind of relax like after work. But I had the, I had the mental thought, like the explicit thought. It's not going to be the Zen experience that I normally. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually like, need this be shit difficult. right now. Yeah, like, this is not going to be what I experienced. So uh, I wanted to do a Felios. I, I wanted uh, to. I can't yeah. do it. Lot there, lot there. A little more time in the QC department, and you might have had a masterpiece here for sure. Yeah. Oh well, close call. Can't win them all. <laughs> can't have the peaks without the valleys. 
Next up, we're reading GamePro issue 15. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provider, whatever dumbass company that shows up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that podcast platform of choice or any other for that matter. The website is nyhentertainment.com forward slash ISOHpod. You can email us directly at ISOHpodcast at gmail.com to tell us how we're doing this all wrong. Follow the pod on Facebook and or Instagram or sub on Reddit. We have a conversation going on there on occasion. You can check out our YouTube gameplay video videos playlist via the show notes as well and we don't have a patreon but if you'd like giving money to things podcasters tell you to and would like to do so at our direction the able gamers foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities and that is cool as fuck ablegamers.org is where you can find them there are t-shirts on the website they're dope and proceeds on those after pod expenses go to able gamers jay what are your socials gentleman jb without the second e that's where you can find me on instagram facebook and that's my gamer tag I am on Instagram at my shift key is broke. I am on Twitter at Josh Follen. And my Oculus tag is my shift key is broke. If you want to get wrecked in walkabout mini golf or <laughs> quest, with, quest with me and Demio, look me up. Okay, bye. Bye. And you can only sell me the horse! <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it up. God damn it. I can't believe I fucked that up. Ah.